My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my! Friends, as a reminder, we are streaming and recording our episodes live on Twitch. We do interact with chat while we're streaming these episodes, answering any questions that we can and discussing any possible theories that chat may come up with. I just wanted to give you a heads up that you will hear a lot of chat interaction in this episode as we had some wonderful viewers who provided a lot of insights and they taught us a few things that we may have forgotten or didn't even know. So please feel free to join us when we stream our episodes, which is typically on Sundays around 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find our Twitch links in the description of this episode. Now, on to what you came here for. Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 33, 34, and 35 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And as always, we want to give a big patron shout out to Boom. Thank you so much for being a patron. We really appreciate it. Always. Thank you. But anyway, so chapter 33 is called The Death Eaters. I'm not going to do what I usually do where I name all of the titles because I'm good right now. <laughs> we'll just name them as we go. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, The Death Eaters, we're currently in the graveyard with Harry and Voldy and Wormtail, you know. Voldemort's back. He said, robe me. <laughs> he did. In the, in the last chapter, the first thing he said was robe me. What a fucking So that's where we're at. Wormtail robed him, and now Voldy <laughs> is just standing there. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So you have more descriptions about him. Go ahead. You do your, your thing, and I'll just talk about his eyes. I really only have one description of him, and it was that his hands were like large, pale spiders. And I was like, okay, I understand what Joe was going for here, but all I can imagine is that his hands are literally shaped like spiders. That's all I can yeah. think of. I think like, all of his description was rough. <laughs> honestly, these last few chapters, rough. Especially yes. the last one. Yes. The last one's the worst. It's very true. It is so bad. Though the thing I thought was really entertaining about his description, because his description was just like, what the fuck is this? You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. look like a person, that's for sure. Yeah. But she described his eyes like a cat's eyes, but literally everything else about him, basically, apparently, aside from his hands, is like snakes. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of weird. He's like a weird snake, cat, spider creature, <laughs> but somehow he's human. <laughs> somehow yeah like what <laughs> he's like just barely human yeah oh also i i think one of the weirdest things is that voldy's wand was just like in his robes it was just like oh yeah he reached into his robes pulled out his wand and i'm like where did that come from i, I just want to know how they put it in there got before? his wand why? I have that question later yeah yep that, like, that is it <laughs> where where did it come from <laughs> It's a good metaphor to his background. I mean, yeah, you're probably right, Ghost, but I think it's also just Joe not knowing how to describe a creepy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not the best with that stuff. <laughs> if not. you listen to all of the other episodes we've done on her series, yeah, 
We have some bones to pick. <laughs> we have a lot of bones to pick. <laughs> like, especially her descriptions for Hagrid, they don't make sense. Um, yeah. I mean, if you listen to our very first episode, like, we even talk about that, about yeah. her descriptions of Hagrid. It's yeah. crazy. No, it's absolutely insane. But anyway, we're on the Death Eaters. Voldemort's back. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wormtail's apparently just twitching. Yeah. And I was like, how was he not already doing that? <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, sorry, I was so confused because he literally like went through this whole process to get Voldemort back and cut his hand off. And we just now hear that he's twitching. I, okay. So I have this comment a little bit later in this chapter, but I'm going to go ahead and like talk about it right now. Uh, I'm curious as to how Wormtail didn't bleed to death. Like, immediately. He cut off his entire hand. As far as we know, he doesn't have, like, a tourniquet or anything around his arm to, like, try and slow the bleeding. He's just, like, bleeding. Just He's just doing that. And I was like, okay, how long does it take someone to bleed to death? I'm curious. So I looked it up. It was kind of a concerning Google search, I'm sure. But uh, because literally I looked it up. The first thing that popped up was, like, suicide hotline. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know. I just want to know how long it takes someone to bleed to death so I can confirm the accuracy of this. Uh, But I I found out, uh, I'm going to read it. It says, if a large blood vessel is cut, a person can bleed to death in one minute or less. So one minute or less for Wormtail to bleed out. Did he He cut? He cut off his entire hand. Yeah, but does that count as a large blood vessel? I think so. Okay. I feel like it would. I just feel like that might be um, the like like your neck artery or something. I mean, maybe, but it's the fact that like his blood's just dripping out of his hand. Like nothing's yeah. like going back in. He's True. just it's losing gushing. all of the blood. <laughs> this is a very violent podcast right now. It um, is. <laughs> No, but yeah, so I I made that same comment, basically. I was like, yeah, sure, his robes would be soaked because, like, mm-hmm. we hear this description of his robes literally glistening with blood, and I was like, okay, yeah. that's, like, a lot of blood. Like, how long has he been bleeding? You know, like, at this rate, he's gonna bleed out, and... You know, it keeps getting prolonged because Voldemort just likes to talk. <laughs> yeah! And he doesn't even get a new hand until, like, all of the Death Eaters show up, right? So, like... Yes. And, like, they're they're waiting around for a few minutes, at least. You know, like, I'm thinking at least five minutes for all these Death Eaters to show up. Yeah. And, like, I just... What? It's, it's a lot of time for him to yeah. not have something happening for his hands. Yeah. But sure... Because you have to think about it, you know, Wormtail, I think, does the whole, like, the whole, like, the bone of your father, he does that. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's like he cuts off his hand, and then he gets blood from Harry, and then you have to wait for Voldemort to, like, emerge, and then Wormtail has to put his robe on Voldemort, and then, you know, you're waiting for, uh, for Voldemort to call the Death Eaters yep. and the Death Eaters to get there and then Voldemort to like start his all long speech and then eventually yep. during the speech that's when uh he like gives Wormtail a hand. Yeah, but that's after he talks to Avery and Lucy and you know Exactly. He just exactly. goes through some of the Death Eaters already before actually, you know, 
yeah. giving Wormtail his new hand. So, like, if if anything, if Wormtail isn't dead yet, which he should be, if he's not dead yet, yeah. then he's at least unconscious, I'm sure. I, he's not, though. He talks. I know, but I feel like he should be, at least. No. <laughs> he has lost too much blood. This does not make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, Voldemort calls all the Death Eaters, you know, and he's all like, I wonder which ones are going to be like smart and show up or would be foolish enough to stay away or whatever. And I was like, I'd be foolish enough to stay away, honestly. I don't want to come see you. Yeah, no, let's let's talk about the dark mark for a moment. Because yes. Peter Pettigrew has a dark mark on his arm. Yeah. And when Harry sees it at first, he says it looks kind of like like something in like red ink. And I was like, okay, I don't remember the dark mark being red. I thought it was black. I thought it was I, black too. I was confused. So basically what happens is that, you know, Voldemort touches the mark on Wormtail's arm and it turns black. Okay. So, so it's always been like that. It's just like a faded red tattoo. And then when he's like touching it, it turns black. I'm honestly not sure. I'm wondering if, like, when Voldemort, like, lost power, if it turned red just over time. Oh. Or what? <laughs> but also, also Voldemort, like, touches Wormtail's arm and touches the mark. And then he's, and then Voldemort says, it is back. And I'm like, what does that mean? Where did it go? Do these dark <laughs> marks disappear? Like, what's happening? There's no way they disappear. They're on your arm. I know. I know. And it, like, I would, I would imagine they're like a tattoo, but this yeah. is also magic, and things are weird. But That's I just, true. I don't understand it. I guess. I don't either. <laughs> I think we also just don't know how someone gives a mark like this to another person, and how that whole thing works. Yeah. We have no explanation for it. We don't know anything about wizard tattoo artists and whether, you know, does this this tattoo artist that gave this to all of these Death Eaters, are they a good tattoo artist who actually has like a reputable reputation? Were they blackmailed into it? Were they forced into it? Or is it just some random person who learned how to tattoo and created this one and gave it to all of them? Well, it was literally Voldemort who did it. And I'm pretty sure it was just a spell and not so an he's actual just tattoo. Random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he does some sort of spell. It just appears on their arm, and I don't know. <laughs> they didn't all go and get their tattoos together like a little friend group. I guess not. You know, now I have to look this up. Hold on. The dark mark. What is it gonna give me for this? Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, and people want to call us unintelligent here. I know. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Um, okay, so the dark mark was the symbol of Lord Voldemort and his Death Eaters. It refers both think... to a magically induced brand that every Death Eater bore on his or her inner left forearm and to the same symbol summoned in the sky by the spell. There's probably it no just, information on it. So There's not really, no. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I really yeah. want to know. <laughs> right? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, all, all it says, because I'm looking further into this, it says, Lord Voldemort placed the Dark Mark brand on his followers' inner left forearms, both as a sign of their loyalty to him and as a method of summoning them to him when he desired. This was done by, oh, 
the summoning was this was done by pressing his finger to any oh. Death Eater's mark, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, okay. So it, it, there's, there's no real explanation for how the mark gets on their arm. It's just, yeah, he put the mark on their arm. He just branded them with magic. Yeah. That's it. Did you hear my cat? I did. Okay. I figured you probably did. That was loud. Yeah, that was really loud. I could hear it. (laughs) It's fine. He'll chill. He'll chill. It's fine. That's what it is. But yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's fine. We don't have to talk that much about the dark mark. I just thought it was really weird. Yeah. I'm just confused about it. That too. The whole it being red and then turning black when he touches it and stuff yeah. like i i understand the idea like that's a good way of like knowing he's back because you know mm-hmm. snape tries to use that later as like a way to be like look you know it's dark it's you know faded yeah. a little bit since but it's dark still but yeah i wonder because snape does mention later that it had had faded a bit yeah. since it had, it had been originally been touched so I wonder how long the mark stays black like that. Or even just in the faded form, how faded does it get? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm also curious about that. Yeah. I'm really not I sure. I wish I, I, knew. I, I wish we had more information on this because it would be really interesting to know how it actually works. But yeah. Uh, high on real pepper. <laughs> he, says, he says he thinks it depends if he has a body, if Voldemort has a body. I mean, oh. yeah, maybe, but... Ghost said, well, the dark mark was only reserved for Voldemort's most loyal, worthy followers, which is why many don't have it. Yeah. So, that yeah, that makes sense for, like, his loyal, loyal ones. But the question yeah. is, like, how faded does it get when it gets faded? And, like, what, I guess, influences that? But mm-hmm. we're never going to know the answer because she doesn't nope. answer any questions ever. <laughs> never. She never does. Why would she do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Voldy calls the Death Eaters, you know, he touches the dark mark, whatever. Does a little speech when they all show up and Harry's like, whoa, you know. All right. And I think it's funny that he, like, says that the Death Eaters are his true family. Yeah, because he talks about, (laughs) he talks about, Voldemort talks about how he killed his own father. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's like, okay, this is, mm, this is interesting because, you know, Voldemort's father was a muggle. His mother Mm -hmm. was a witch. Yep. And his father, when he found out that his mother was a witch, his father left them. Like, yeah. was like, mm, I'm not doing this, whatever. Uh, Voldemort's mother died in childbirth, but somehow his father still gave him his own name before letting the orphanage take him. I'm a little confused on that. Yeah, I am also confused on that. Yeah. But, like, because how does he keep that name when he's just a little baby? Like, why don't they just let someone else adopt him? If If his father doesn't even care about him, why does he need him to have his name? See, because my thought process was that, like, his father probably found out that his mother was a witch before Voldemort was born. Yeah. And so, you know, like, father would have disappeared, wouldn't be talking, whatever. But then, you know, suddenly, 
Voldemort's born, do they like call up the father saying, Hey, your son's here? Like, what's going on? Like, what do you want to name him? Like, ah, oh, just name him after me. It's fine. I don't care about him, but <laughs> name him after me. I'm not gonna claim him, but he can have my name. It's but he fine. can have my name. That's okay. What? <laughs> like my exact name. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We have to have the exact same name. That makes no sense. Just, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. But sure, you know. Let's see. Unreal Pepper said, pretty sure his mother was actually a squib or nearly a squib. I think his mother named him before she died. I don't know. It sounded like his father named him. I don't (laughs) think so. Hold on. Let me find it. I'm going to go with Colleen is probably right on this because I don't have a physical copy of the book. I'm just listening to the audio book. Yeah, 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 no. So. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Here, let me read it for you. She looks everything up. Yeah, here we go. Let me read it. He left her and returned to his muggle parents before I was even born, Potter, and she died giving birth to me, leaving me to be raised in a muggle orphanage. But I vowed to find him. I revenged myself upon him, that fool who gave me his name, Tom Riddle. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you have it. He got his name. He got his name. Weird. Especially if he had no contact with his father. Exactly. I know. That's the thing. Like, it's so weird, though, because, you know, Voldemort hates Muggleborns. He hates, you know, anyone who's, like, not a pureblood, from what I can tell. Even though he is not a pureblood. <laughs> it's like so... Hitler. <laughs> He's literally a metaphor for Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to Voldemort. He's literally just, like, wizard Hitler. But, like... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, not even on a small scale. It's, like, the same scale. He's terrorizing, like, scale. Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, just wizard much. Hitler. It's wizard Hitler. Yep. Um, yep that's I'm not it. trying to, like, make fun of anything that has to do with the Holocaust or anything like that. Okay, guys. Yeah. Don't think I am. I'm just saying that's literally what he is. This is, this is that. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Cool. Sure. Sure, Voldy. Sure. <laughs> but I do, like, okay, so I don't know why I made this comment. Like, what does he think Harry's going to agree with Voldemort on about his family? Like, with their uh, similarities and stuff? Is it just because they don't have parents? Maybe. Let me look and see if I can find that because i like i know it's in that same area but like i don't exactly remember why i wrote that comment because i was like absolutely not he's not gonna agree about that or anything um i mean it's the same area um Um, astonia the dark mark is the like tattoo that they have on their forearm basically it's a skull with a snake coming out of the mouth so that's what it is. It gets thrown up into the sky when the Death Eaters kill someone. And it is on their forearms and is how Voldemort calls his Death Eaters to him. So that's what the Dark Mark is. So I wonder if you mentioned the whole Harry will agree with him on this. Because uh, Voldemort says, like, you stand, Harry Potter, upon the remains of my late father, a muggle and a fool, very like your dear mother, but they both had their issues, did they not? Your mother died to defend you as a child, and I killed my Mm. father, and see how useful he has proved himself in death. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's probably the similarities, quote-unquote, between their parents. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) He's sitting here trying to, like, make them connected, but they're not connected. (laughs) 
no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are more books that talk more about the history of Voldemort, and hopefully as we finish more books, it will shed some more light. So here's the thing, Ghost. We've read all of the books many times. This is just us rereading it and analyzing it. So we're not afraid of any spoilers. If you have more information, go ahead and let us know. Because we're always open to hear more explanations. Because literally the whole series does not make sense if you dig into it. Um, (laughs) Because that's just how it is and how it's been for the past, like, four books, basically. But we'll see. Yeah. Did we read the Pottermore books? Um, We haven't read anything from Pottermore, except for like a few articles at the very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning, I had looked up a few articles. Like when we first started reading and analyzing the series, I had looked up some stuff. Um, I don't know how much more Pottermore has the further we get into the series. Mm -hmm. Because I think there was a lot about like some stuff that we talked about in the first book. Yeah. Uh, but the further we went, like, the less there was. And I also just didn't really look into Pottermore articles at that point. Yeah. We haven't really looked into it as much as we, we did at the beginning. Yeah. Which maybe we should. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we should. Maybe we should be looking some of this up. <laughs> we, we often look at the... Um, the, the wiki. Yeah, the wiki. Because the yeah. wiki is very, very helpful with all of this stuff. Um, the wiki is easier to just go straight to. It is. It is. Because it's often the first thing that pops up. And I'm sure MuggleNet would probably be helpful too. But Yeah. That would be a whole process of actually searching for stuff. <laughs> I only search for stuff if I'm really curious and think I can find yeah. an answer. Same. <laughs> but yeah, so Voldemort, you know, he calls all the Death Eaters. He does his little speech. Voldemort's like Kylo Ren. They both are following their famous respected feared members of the family. Hmm. What? Wait, what? How? Who's his most famous and respected feared member of his family? I thought Voldemort (laughs) was like the first one in his family who did shit like this. Right, that's what I was thinking, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Explain, ghost. Salazar Slytherin? Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, I mean. In some way. But but I think Kylo was a little bit more connected to it. His yeah, family yeah, exactly. members. <laughs> yeah. The Gaunt family. Were the were the Gaunts really bad? I feel like they were. I think I remember that. Because they didn't like Muggles. So. And Mirop was the only one who did. Okay. She liked him and then she used that love potion on him and stuff. Oh. Yeah, see, I yeah, don't so the Gaunts were probably Gaunts. bad. So yeah, well we'll we'll learn more about them in the next one because there's yeah, endless exactly. memories. Or not the next one. It's the next one after that. Half-Blood Prince. Okay. But yeah. So, okay. I guess I guess if it if we're talking about the Gaunt family, that kind of makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think he really knew them either. Or, like, knew much about them. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've forgotten most about the Gaunt family, so. That's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll It'll get there. Take we'll get two there. more books. And probably we'll two more there. princesses, but we'll get there. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. But I I do think it's funny, you know, because Voldemort does his little speech and he's all like, oh, yeah, you know, all this is happening. Cool. Like, who shows up for me? Who doesn't show up for me? And then he just shit talks all of his friends who actually showed up. Yes. He's like, y'all all suck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. I, 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 that's, that's how he remains in power. 
He makes everyone feel bad about themselves because they're they're a cult, right? They are. They, they're a cult. They worship Voldemort, okay? Like, when they all show up at the graveyard, when the Death Eaters show up at the graveyard, you know, they come closer, then eventually they get on their knees whispering, like, master, master, like, kissing the hem of his robes, whatever. I'm like, what is happening? I, but just, I can't imagine doing that to any of my friends. Yeah, well, you're not Voldemort. Voldemort literally <laughs> is, like, the most heartless person ever. No, I, I can't imagine kissing anyone's robes. Oh, I'm that good. too. That too. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They're not friends with Voldemort, though, is the thing. You're right. Voldemort they are is their leader. Their, he is their yeah, leader. they're worshipping him. And just, I'm like, I... No. But wouldn't... I guess depending on who it is... Or maybe I'm... Maybe my memory screwed up on this... No, I think I'm thinking of Harry Potter senior year where like Are you? meets <laughs> Lucius and their friends at Hogwarts. And I'm like, if that's how their friendship started, now Lucy's just like worshiping Voldemort. That seems a little odd. But oh, Lucy. I, I don't think they were at Hogwarts together. I think I would be incorrect on that. Now I have to I, look. Hold on. Didn't you say Voldemort's like 70? Lucy yeah. wouldn't be 70. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so Voldemort was born in like 19... 19- 20 something and lucius was born in 1952 okay definitely not i'm just thinking of a very potter senior yeah that's what i'm thinking of okay no worries we'll talk about that later too don't worry about it (laughs) we'll get there i haven't watched that one in forever the gaunt family created one of the unforgivable curses which curse did they create if they created one did they create one for what oh the gaunt family uh, i don't know that's okay. We can talk about it later, maybe. Well, when maybe. we get to the Gaunt family. Now, now I want to know. She's like, let Gaunt me Google real family. quick. <laughs> Harry Potter. Ghost. You're giving her all of the things to Google. You're giving me all the things to Google today. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if it says anything. Anything. Um, nothing? So far, nothing. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm going to start talking about Wormtail. If that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Before we talk about Wormtail, hold on. I'll, I'll go Never back mind. to looking at the gaunt thing, whatever. <laughs> I'm curious how the Death Eaters knew where to show up once they were called with the Dark Mark. Maybe it's like a beacon. Maybe. that was That's my only guess. I'm like, or how? Or like how I said that the cup needed to point in a specific direction. Maybe the the tattoo like the little snake tongue points where they need to head i mean here's the thing though they're apparating yeah they're apparating and you have to know where you want to go if you're going to apparate somewhere like you have to picture it in your mind it is like a beacon then is it (laughs) i have no idea i don't know like i like you have to picture where you're going though so how are they gonna picture like go to this graveyard okay what graveyard i don't know how it looks it doesn't oh, work. Again. They can't be apparating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Because, yeah. like, you're right. They do have to be able to picture it in their mind. And, like, you know, right now, she hasn't really given us lessons about apparating. Yeah, no, we're not there yet. But, but when she does, she literally negates all of this. All of it. She's like, oh, yeah, you can't apparate this way. You can't apparate this way. You have to do this. You have to do this three times. Whatever. Yeah. But you have to be able to picture the place you're going in your mind and none of them. I'm sure none of them have ever been to this graveyard. Exactly. 
I'm so like, they unless, can't. <laughs> unless they were like regularly meeting in this graveyard before Voldemort disappeared, I don't think so. Like, I don't think they would know just how to get there. I, I do not think it would happen. They would all get splinched. <laughs> splinched? Is I, that the word? I think it's yeah, splinched. Yeah, it's splinched. You're right. I okay. would not put it past Voldemort to have this be their regular meeting place so he could be like, ha ha, father, I win. You know? <laughs> but just, just dancing upon his father's grave like once a month at least. <laughs> but I feel like they would have drawn a lot more attention meeting in a graveyard like this, especially in a muggle area. Yes. So I'm not so sure that that's real. That's a good question. Exactly, Ghost. See, she literally leaves so many plot holes and pretends like they don't exist. And so then you read the whole book series and you think about it even closer than you probably would have when you were just reading it for fun. And you're like, what? (laughs) Like, like how, what was it? Stupefy? Stupefy singed Harry's hair in the last chapter. That's true. Can we talk about how Stupefy is not a fire spell? (laughs) (laughs) like that makes zero sense what's even more interesting is Voldemort did not have a dark mark yeah I mean probably because he didn't want to brand himself (laughs) yeah you know what you're right about that yeah because he he uses other people to call them to him um Unreal Pepper says that it's possible that there's a darker version based on blood magic that allows them to apparate to him like to Voldemort I mean do we believe that are we gonna (sighs) give her that cop out we give her so many cop-outs is the thing. We really do. She doesn't need more cop-outs. We give her the answers to her I, own work. I explain so many things that she does away with my explanations of probably what I would have done. Yep, exactly. But there's, they're not based in fact. She never wrote that. Yeah. yeah. We're just I making shit up over here. We over. are. We really are. And we're the unintelligent ones. Yep. <laughs> the world of magic and infinite possibility but here's the thing pepper it's only a world of magic and infinite possibility if it's written and explained yep it it, you can't just be like oh magic and have that be the cop-out that's a cop-out that's a hardcore cop-out and i'm not okay with it yep yeah so that's that's how i feel about that joe does not get her cop-outs she does not get all of them. We're, we're not giving it to her this time. <laughs> there are a lot of theories. You're not wrong, Ghost. There are a lot of theories. There's a lot, And yeah. not a lot of them have been confirmed. And I don't know. I, I, just, I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucy. Sorry. Avery, you know, he just like, what is it? He crucios him, right? He crucios he's like the Avery? first one he talks to. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure he does. He's all like, you're not great. You didn't really go, like, and support me, blah, 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 whatever. And, like, this is all yeah. before Wormtail gets, or, like, got his new hand or whatever. Yeah, this is before Wormtail gets his hand. Um, And then he starts talking to Lucy, and he's like, oh, yes, like, your little actions at the, at the Quidditch World Cup were not unnoticed i saw them but you ran away the second the dark mark showed up (laughs) and it's like well shit lucius is in trouble too (laughs) they're all in trouble (laughs) like he's just gonna non-stop talk shit about his uh, his um 
you know, his friends, which is fine. And then yeah. he's all like, oh, and look, you know, the Lestranges aren't here. Uh, yeah. But that's because they actually did shit for me and are in Azkaban for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, yep. you know, like talking about Crab and Goyle and how they're, you know, uh, little pussies, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just, and, you know, he says, like, that they're missing, like, six of them. Yeah. And apparently some of the group, they're, like, looking around trying to figure out, I guess, who is missing. But you can't even see each other, right? You're wearing masks. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the masks are really, ex- or no, maybe it is said that, like, mask figures show up. I don't know. I feel like they just mentioned, like, oh, the Death Eaters show up, but they don't say anything about them wearing masks until, like, yeah a bit later like after Voldemort's whole speech and everything like it's a it's a whole thing yeah and I guess those other six are like basically in Azkaban currently Mm, or well there's two that are at Hogwarts quote unquote are there not Snape but Moody but they both have the mark one at Hogwarts (laughs) yes yeah so I guess in my head I was like oh yeah I'll count Snape but I don't know if I can count Snape I don't know, because I wasn't entirely sure who he was talking about. I wasn't either, and he didn't say. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, because he says, and here we have six missing, missing Death Eaters, three dead in my service, uh, one too dead. cowardly okay. to return, he will pay, one who I believe has left me forever, he will be killed, of course, and one who remains my most faithful servant and who has already re-entered my service. Yeah, that's Barty Crouch. Yeah. Is Snape one of either. the two... Like, is, is Snape, like, the one who left him forever, or? I don't know. Something? Like, who's the one that's too cowardly? Too cowardly, I think, is Karkaroff. Oh, yes, it is, because he ran. That's right. Yeah. So I think Snape might be the other one. Maybe, yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know who else well, would be. Because these are the inner circle ones, the ones who have the, the mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. No. See, that doesn't explain anything. She doesn't explain because because one too cowardly to return, that's Karkarov. One who I believe has left me forever, he will be killed, of course. I don't know that that's Snape, if that's one you're thinking of Snape. Pepper says Snape is the gone forever one. Snape is the gone forever one? Because he thinks he lost him to Dumbles. Well, actually, no, that makes a lot of sense because Colleen then... When, like, I mean, this is way later, and we're going to talk about it when we get there. But, like, when Harry gets back and is talking to Dumbledore or whatever, Dumbledore, like, has that little interaction with Snape, and Snape's like, all right, I guess I have to go do this, you know? Yeah. So he has to go and, like, prove that he still supports him, I guess. Yeah, I guess he does go to Voldemort, because I was thinking, like, there's no way. I was thinking it's not Snape, because Snape doesn't get killed. Yeah. Snape was supposedly yeah. the gone forever one, but he has to go and prove his loyalty and be like, hey, I can't yeah. leave Hogwarts. Yeah, because real you know, suspicious. Like, <laughs> it, it has to be that whole double spy thing where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, no, I'm I'm on the inside. You know, yeah. I, I got you. I can tell you what's happening with Dumbledore or yeah. whatever. And he does kind of do that, you know, later yeah. in the series when we get to the seventh book at the beginning. It's like, oh yeah, Harry Potter's being moved on this night. Like they they've told people that's this night, but it's actually this night, whatever. But it's like, it's hard to tell. It gets hard to tell where Snape's true loyalty really yeah, lies at a point. It's kind of rough. But I think that's the whole point. He's supposed to be like that. Yeah. 
it, when he touches the mark, it burns all who has the mark on their arm. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting that that happens. I don't know how his just, like, simple touch of it does that. Maybe he has, like, a spell going through his fingertips or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, okay, so Voldemort, like, starts talking about how Harry's mom saved him and stuff. And... Like, he, I guess, like, essentially, Harry was protected by Voldemort actually just, like, killing Harry's mom instead of just, like, going for Harry or whatever, I guess. I don't really understand how Lily was able to necessarily block for Harry when, like, Voldemort didn't have to kill her. Well, he could just, yeah. like, shoved her aside. He could have, but then she would have attacked him. And he's not trying to get attacked. Well, why didn't he just curse her? Why did he have to murder her? He could have. He could have stunned her. He could have stupefied her. He could have expelliarmist her. He could have jelly legs jinxed her. He could have. What is it? Fununculus. Yeah, her. Like there are so many attack spells he could have used. He didn't have to kill her. (laughs) and he told Snape that he wouldn't (laughs) I mean Voldemort is heartless he doesn't care he like he basically gave Lily one chance and was like all right you're not gonna move him she's gonna kill you that's fine whatever it's I don't care about Snape that much (laughs) okay man yeah true the problem with it being Snape is Snape returns to his good graces almost immediately he shows up explains why he couldn't just leave Hogwarts why he stopped Quirrell I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. I think Snape is the one that Voldemort thinks he lost forever. I, I genuinely think that that's what it is. I Because they've had no interaction or anything, and I don't know who else it could possibly be. I think that's just Joe trying to write it off that way. Because mm-hmm. she really yeah. does try to give, like, these simplest, easy explanations for stuff. And then just, like, act like it's totally okay and everyone's just going to accept this. Which, like, okay... But it yeah. doesn't always make sense. But yeah, I think that, like, I, I do I do think it is Snape that he thinks he lost forever. But then Snape shows up and he's just like, oh, okay, never mind. I, I didn't lose you, I guess. You know, it's like, accepted. Yeah. <laughs> so simple, I guess. <laughs> I love how I wrote Krabby in my notes. That's funny. Krabby. Krabby and Goyle. Well, you know, I got I to gotta give him a little nickname because Voldy is Voldy and Lucy is Lucy. She's Lucy. So, so Krabby's got to be Krabby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to back up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So Voldemort, you know, is telling his story to the Death Eaters about what happened to him, basically, uh, since he first tried to kill Harry. And I thought it was kind of funny because, you know... This is a lot of story that we kind of already know in a way. And I don't know if it's just because you and I know the series so well, or if it's that we just already know it up to this point in the books. But it reminded me of how at the beginning of each book so far, she reiterates what has already happened to Harry. And I'm like, okay, we know this, we know this, we know this, we know that. Like, you don't need to spell it all out for us. But it was also like, maybe we don't know this yet. And I'm just, I just know the series too well. We don't. This is the first time we hear about him doing this. So this is, you know, valid. I I still stand against her 
using the first chapter of every book to say, oh, Harry did this, Harry did this, Harry did this, yeah. Harry did this. I hate that. But this is the first time we hear about what Voldemort has gone through to try and stay alive. Yes. So, yeah. yes. And I, I think it's interesting that Voldemort mentions... Uh, he says, they who knew the steps I took long ago to guard myself against mortal death. And I was like, did Voldemort actually tell all of the Death Eaters that he made Horcruxes? Like, obviously, we don't know about Horcruxes yet, but he says <laughs> that. And it makes me think that, you know, a good, what, 10 to 20 people know about these Horcruxes? Yeah. I feel like they that that many people shouldn't know. Yeah, no, that's like a a security breach for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at at the most, like five people should know. Maybe even like I think it should be less because like I, the I, problem yeah. is that's... the more people who know about your Horcruxes, the more potential there mm-hmm. is for them to start looking for your Horcruxes and destroying. Yeah, them. yeah. Like ideally, I would say only two, maybe three people should know, but yeah. at most five. And I would argue they need to be the most trusted of his group. So, you know, yeah. like maybe Barty Crouch Jr., right? He would probably know. And like, I, I don't want to say Wormtail. I don't think Wormtail would know. But like, maybe Snape knew, possibly. I would say, yeah. I, I don't but know. But I don't cause... know. I don't think anyone knows. No, I don't think so. But it's weird that he would sit here and be like, oh, they know what I did. Because that kind of, like, you know, debunks us being like, oh, no one knows. Because if they knew what he did, he was just casually talking about his Horcrux expeditions. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I murdered this one, and now this is my Horcrux. I'm going to go hide it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh Unreal Pepper says his name's literally Flight of Death. I'm pretty sure he just claims he's immortal. And that Snape <laughs> definitely doesn't know. One does know. Well, actually, yeah, because Regulus Black. Regulus Black knew. Yeah, or at least it was figured out. You he know? did figure it out at least, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. One does need to know though. One probably does know. A- at least one, yes. Yeah. 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 I know Regulus Black figured it out, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. He really We did. all know that, because he goes and destroys the, the locket and literally makes Dumbledore's death pointless. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but there, there was another comment that Voldemort makes when he's doing his whole speech thing, whatever. Uh, he says, and yet you ran from my mark when a faithful Death Eater sent it into the sky last summer. And I'm like, what yeah, were they Lucy. all supposed to do? <laughs> were they supposed to run to where the mark showed up waiting for the ministry to come get them? Like, well, I mean, what, that what's happening? I think he wanted them to get arrested and taken to Azkaban. I think that he thinks that being taken to Azkaban is the ultimate sign of you being loyal to Voldemort. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, cause, you know what, with, with that brings me into my next, like, two kind of comments here. Because um, he says, when Azkaban is broken open, the Lestranges will be honored beyond their dreams. And I was like, okay, so they're already planning to, you know, do an Azkaban breakout. Awesome. And yeah. then it says, the Dementors will join us. They are our natural allies. And at first, I was kind of like, what do you mean natural allies? Murder. 
It, I, exactly. I know. And then we get <laughs> to like the next chapter, the chapter after that or something, we got another yeah. explanation about yeah. how, you know, like it, it makes sense because, you know, Voldemort would be like, oh, you know, like go kill people, whatever. Yeah. Have yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, gotcha. So yeah, it just, it's, he says some funny things. So Ghost said that Nagini was the only one who knew all of the Corcruxes because she was like human at one point and then she turned into a snake. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I know that. I know about Nagini used, like, used to be human. I'm not yeah. up to date on my history of her, though. No, I'm not either. I only, I, I know that. I know that basic detail. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's all I know. Yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> Just <laughs> that. I think it's interesting that Voldemort had spent so much time in the Albanian forest like he continues talking he talks a lot oh he talks forever he talks so much he's like this is what i did i possessed this guy i got that body destroyed i went and hid in this dark forest and i was possessing little creatures and then you know of course wormtail heard about me and came and found me with Bertha Jorkins and like he just goes through this whole explanation yeah of what he has done and gone through that's where he might have met Nagini and he was the only one who could speak to her since that's wait I think that's right I think that is where he met Nagini I think this is where he like gets in contact with her because he um okay he continues also to explain that Wormtail helped make like a potion for Voldemort from like Nagini's milk and like unicorn blood and stuff. You know what? Here's the other thing too. Yeah. I, I forgot at least Voldemort speaks parcel tongue. So yes, he can he talk to Nagini. Yeah. So that was the only one he could talk to. Cause yeah, she was the first Horcrux and was with him as he was recovering and killing all these people. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you being here because mm. yes, please. <laughs> we, we they're they're the educating us. <laughs> we're we're less unintelligent now, Colleen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's funny because like he's like a a unicorn snake thing. If that's what the potion was like concocted of. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because it was the unicorn blood, the yeah. venom from the guinea, and then I think there was a third ingredient, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was either. No idea. But, I'm not going like, to bother looking it up. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a big <laughs> deal. And then, you know, of course, Voldy's like, well, now I need Harry's blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm going to do that. And, you know, he got it. He got it. He got Harry's blood. It's fine. Yeah. It's a little bit of it, you know. I just think the whole situation is really weird. It gave me Scooby-Doo vibes of, let me tell you everything I did to get to this <laughs> point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's one of those things where the villain just monologues for a bit and then the action gets going. Yeah. You know, that's what happens. Actually, yeah, I think the diary is his first Horcrux because that's when he first kills someone. Yes. Well, yeah, and you also have to remember. Yeah, the diary has to be the first one because you also have to remember that uh, when the diary... um, like, when Voldemort starts, like, getting, like, a new body or whatever, like, starts becoming real again at that point in the chamber, it's schoolboy Tom yeah, Riddle. It is. 
So it's obviously whoever he was at that time that he made the Horcrux. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like losing my mind. That's okay. We're all losing our minds. That's all I have for that chapter, though. That's like the last little bit for me. Oh. Chapter 33. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll... You know what? You and I both made a comment about uh, Voldemort being able to touch Harry. Yep. Because, uh, you know, he <laughs> says, I can touch him now. And we both, like, thought of the movie. Because I that, uh, can touch you now! Exactly! I think the funniest <laughs> thing, though, was in the book, at least, you know, it's like, I can touch him now. Like, Voldemort touches him and it says, like, Voldemort laughed softly in his ear. And I don't know why, but that was so funny to me. I was like, what? That's Why? not what happens in the movie. Voldemort's like screaming no, in the movie. I know, ah! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, why was it painful for Voldemort? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. So Voldemort's talking about how he's in the forest and whatnot. Um, and he was thinking, you know, surely one of my faithful Death Eaters would try and find me. And I'm like, you put way too much faith in your Death Eaters. Like, yeah. How were they supposed to find you? How were they supposed to know you were there? Like, how what? did Wormtail figure it out? Uh, I don't know. I don't like, remember. Of all people, Wormtail figured it out. Yeah. Not Barty Crouch Jr. I think Voldemort was talking about both before Quirrell found him, but also kind of now, because I do make a comment about Quirrell right after this. Yeah. Where it mentions that, like, Quirrell took Voldemort, like, back to the country, and then later Voldemort attached himself to Quirrell, and I was like, that's kind of weird. How did <laughs> that happen? That's definitely weird. Like, what the heck? <laughs> what? <laughs> sense of smell? What do you mean, sense of smell? Unreal none pepper? None of this makes any sense. Yeah, none of it, none of it makes sense. Absolutely none of it. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Because here's the thing, too, uh, when... Voldemort's, you know, talking about what led him to now. He mentions that, uh, he mentions that, uh, uh, what's her name? Bertha, whoever. She, like, came across, what was it? She came across Voldemort or something? Or no, she came across Wormtail. Um, yeah. She came across Wormtail, like, at a pub somewhere, I think, near this forest. Yeah, she was being a little chatty Cathy, and, and Wormtail was like, I come with me, thank you. Yeah, and Voldemort <laughs> said something about, uh, but the means I used to break the memory charm mm-hmm. on her were powerful, and yep. I was like, what fucking memory charm was oh, on her? That's okay, we know. <laughs> well, no, Not I, right I now, but I we know, know now. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I was very confused. I was like, did someone put a memory charm on Bertha? Yeah. Or did Voldemort <laughs> somehow put a memory charm on her? What happened? No, no it, it was someone. <laughs> you find out like in the next chapter, the chapter after. Yeah. Chapter after. I think it's the chapter after. Yeah. 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 Because it's the Veritaserum chapter, yep. which is yep. not the next chapter. No, it's not the next chapter. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, what memory charm are you talking about? Ooh. An illegal one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Unreal Pepper, I understand what you're saying. Peter's a rat and they have an amazing sense of smell. That's how he found Voldemort. You think gotcha. that's... No, because he found Voldemort <laughs> because he heard of something possessing and killing small creatures. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was, he went, there, there were definitely that's rumors. Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely rumors just going around about this, yeah. about him. Yeah. And then my last comment for this chapter was 
Voldemort talking about the Quidditch World Cup and how he was not yet strong enough to attempt kidnap in the midst of a horde of ministry wizards, you know, to kidnap Harry. And I was like, when were you going to be strong enough for that? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. I literally quote it in my notes. But I was not yet strong enough to attempt kidnap in the midst of a horde of ministry wizards. Is he talking about someone doing it for him? Or is he talking about him actually doing it? He's just so casual about that. Like, I don't I know. <laughs> There's no way he was going to kidnap Harry without oh, having no, a body. absolutely not. So absolutely it had to not. have been someone else. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, Voldy. <laughs> He's crazy. It's fine. But yeah, I don't have anything else for chapter 33. Yep, so. nope. That's okay. literally my last Chapter comment. 34. <laughs> Priori in Yeah. And you know... Voldemort, he did his little Scooby-Doo moment, all right, you know, uh, you know, I gotta tell you my whole life story and how I got to this point, cool, love that, and then he goes, but now I get to, like, face you man-to-man, Harry, even though you're a teenager and I'm 70, let's go. (laughs) Let's go, you know? And, And he's like, we're gonna duel, you know how to duel, right? Yeah, yeah, you learned how to duel? Because he learned how to do it in the second one, right? Yeah. All right. And so he's like, all right, we're well, free him. Let's go. Give him a wand. Give him his wand back. Let's let's do this. And I'm like, are you <laughs> what are we thinking here? Like what what exactly is going through your mind? You could have just killed him. Exactly. And it's clear you have no problem doing that to anyone else, but you're gonna give yeah. Harry a fighting chance. A 14-year-old. <laughs> It's that thing where, you know, you play with your food before you eat it. That's what I he's mean, doing here, sure. basically. But I think he's underestimating the fact that Harry is just lucky as fuck. Okay? I know. <laughs> and like, what the He's heck? already survived once, twice, three times against him. I mean, right? I, I, think, I think the question is, what, if anything, does Voldemort know about Harry destroying his Horcrux in uh, Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, that's a good point. Because I think we've already talked about how that was just like a totally separate yeah, connect, like thing. It's not yeah. connected to Voldemort at all. It wasn't going to go back to Voldemort. Because we talked about like the weird like possibilities there where like if that Voldemort had come back, but this yeah. Voldemort was still around, <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, we did talk about that. <laughs> I still want to know what would happen if that Voldemort also, had actually yeah. come back. <laughs> I also want to know. I would love to know what would happen. But I'm glad Ginny didn't die. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I love Ginny. Ginny's great. I love Ginny. <laughs> you can't have her dying on us. But yeah, I so know. he's like, let's duel, you know? Like in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Yu-Gi-Oh. It's time to duel. Okay. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. They're going to duel. You know, same rules. They're going to bow to each other. You know, they're going to do all of the dueling stuff. Okay. And, you know, Harry's just like, what? You know, because he got freed. He's not tied up anymore. He has his wand back. Yeah. And Voldemort's like, all right, let's bow to each other. Let's get this going. You know, let's keep the vibes rolling. <laughs> Trust me, I think I remember the bowing part. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm looking up whatever oh, okay. I wrote. <laughs> I was like, what did, what did oh, you Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, I remember why I wrote that now. <laughs> I mean, so, so you know, yeah, they do their bowing, whatever. Voldemort's still talking shit, you know? Like, he mentions, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because Voldemort uses the Imperius Curse yeah. to make Harry bow. That's right, he and, does. Yeah, 
And so Harry is uh, is fighting that. No, 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 no. Okay, so they're already dueling at this point, basically. Yeah. So Voldemort uses Crucio on Harry. He gives Harry a little break. He's like, oh, you know, like, a little break, a little pause. That didn't hurt, did it, Harry? You don't want me to, to do that again, do you? And so he's trying to get Harry to answer. So that's when he uses the Imperious Curse on him yeah. to say like no or whatever and instead harry yells out i won't after he fights off the imperious curse yeah but the first time when he bows he gets that feeling of like calm and relaxation yeah and i made a comment about how i think that might have been what i was thinking about with the veritaserum oh that might have been what i was thinking about like the imperious curse instead of okay yeah 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 yeah. because i don't think we ever hear about how veritaserum actually like affects you I don't think so. So I think yeah. I think I was thinking of the imperious thing when I remembered something calming and okay. relaxing. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh but you know, Voldemort, uh let's see. Harry like Harry like hides behind a gravestone at this point, whatever. Yep. Uh and Voldemort's over here like, Oh, you know, Harry, we're not we're not playing hide and seek, you know. Come why don't you come out like uh Basically, like, would you prefer me to finish it now? I'll kill you right now. It'll be quick and painless. I would not yeah. know. I've never died. <laughs> He's just like, I, I assume it'll be quick and painless, but I don't know. Yeah. And this is such a different scene than the movie because, like, obviously, I mean, the same kind of thing is happening here where, you know, Voldemort's essentially just playing with Harry before he tries to kill him. Yeah. But in the book... All the Death Eaters are laughing at this. They're laughing at Voldemort, you know, torturing Harry, playing his little game with him. But in the movie, they're all silent. Completely silent. It's a completely different feeling in the movie versus the book. It is. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where the change really needs to happen, but it's fine. (laughs) I I think they were just trying to make it a more serious situation in the movie. They changed a lot in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, duh, obviously. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> I think they just wanted this to be a more serious scene, and they were kind of like, laughing's not the way we want to go here. And it was like, mm. all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. But, you know, Voldy is kind of done playing around at this point. He's had his fun. He's mm-hmm. ready to actually try to kill Harry, you know? And Harry knows this. He's not fucking stupid. I mean, he's kind of stupid, but he's not stupid about this. You know, he knows that Voldemort's whole plan has been to kill him um, and that there's not like actually a duel happening. You know, they're not actually dueling. Yeah. He's just been being played with or whatever. And, you know, I I was like, good luck, Harry, you know, and of course (laughs) we have that moment that we have absolutely totally talked about before where you cannot block Avada Kedavra. We literally learned that, okay? Yeah. When we had that lesson on Avada Kedavra and how you can't block it. You know, Barty Crouch taught that lesson. Yep. So explain <laughs> why Expelliarmus blocks Avada Kedavra right now. Yeah, here's here's the thing too. So Avada Kedavra, there's always been a green light that bursts, you know, from the wand when they yep. do it. Whatever, that's been a thing forever. With Expelliarmus, there's never been any sort of light nope. ever. Nope, not that we know of. Yeah, and Joe has 
she, like, obviously, like you said, you can't block Avada Kedavra. That's a whole thing. But we also know that Voldemort and Harry's wands share the same core. I don't know how that would change the fact that you can't block Avada Kedavra. Yeah. Like, Joe's just trying to make this convenient for her. Uh, yeah. Where she's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. They're doing the spells at each other. And it just, you know, it works. This is how, like, they're blocking each other. It's fine. Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So so Ghost said, what's weird, too, is Voldemort doesn't know that Harry is a horcrux. And you would think that he would feel him messing with a horcrux. And then he was like, oh. also, Voldemort doesn't know at this time that they have, like, twin wands. And mm-hmm. he said that he thinks twin wands can't fully harm each other. Which, like, sure. Whatever, twin wands. Okay. But yeah. I think it has more to do with the phoenix feathers. Yes. But Joe doesn't explore that. So we can't even say that that's what it is because she yeah. doesn't reason it out. She doesn't tell us, oh, because they're phoenix feathers and phoenixes have these properties, that doesn't work. They can't fight each other. Yeah. Like she doesn't tell us this shit. She just goes, oh, Nope, there's this big gold dome that appears and all of a sudden they're teleported away from everyone and they're protected in this big gold dome and their like wands are connected and there's this big pulsing like orb in the middle that they're like playing tug of war over. Like she doesn't explain why this happens. She just says it happened. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And like I ghost makes a very good point though. That if, since Harry is a vol- sorry, Harry is a Horcrux. Yes. Wouldn't Voldemort be feeling something? You would like think some so. sort of pain or whatever. Like that. That would make sense. But that doesn't happen from what I remember. Like, but also, all. how much do we know about Horcruxes, and how much do we know about how he interacts with them, and how they like affect him and stuff? Technically, at this point in the series, we wouldn't know anything. Yeah, I don't think. But do we even know very much, like, by the end? Like, not really. Like, the only thing I can think of is, I think in the movie, in, like, the last movie or something, when, uh, I think there's a Horcrux that gets destroyed and, like, Voldemort, like, feels it or something. You just kind of see that from him. Yeah. But I, I don't know. We don't really hear, how, like, how it affects him. Yeah. Ever. No. Not even slightly. Not even slightly a good time guys it's a real good time oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> every time a horcrux was destroyed he feels his soul dying right does he we don't know we have no idea because i don't think that's ever stated it's i think it might not... just be assumed i but i don't think we know i don't know i think if we do find out it is probably like the last book maybe yeah. that or they just or maybe not necessarily the last book, maybe like the sixth book when Harry's learning about Horcruxes with yeah. Dumbledore. Possibly. But I know, I think also it could just be that the movies have kind of influenced the idea that Voldemort feels yeah. uh, his soul dying with each one that's destroyed. I think that's probably what it is. I think it's more movie influenced because otherwise, wouldn't he already have known that Regulus took the locket and destroyed it in... Like Regulus wouldn't have had to leave like a note. Well, oh, I Regulus, guess it wasn't destroyed. He just it stole wasn't it. destroyed. Yeah, he right. just stole it. Yeah, but wouldn't he have known it had been interacted with if like he could feel it being interacted with? I mean, that's that's the question too. Because like at this point right now in the books in Goblet of Fire, does Voldemort know that the diary has been destroyed? 
Yeah. Because that, that would ultimately tell us for sure that he knows or doesn't know. But I don't think he knows yeah. that the diary was destroyed. I genuinely do not think he has any clue. Yeah. Because I think that... So when he creates a Horcrux, that part of his soul gets cut off from the rest of it, right? So that's a lone, a single ver- version of Voldemort, right? And when that version of Voldemort gets killed, since it's not connected to his soul anymore and it can't exactly go back because you can't repair a soul that's been divided like that, um, I don't think he's going to know. So yeah. I don't think he actually knows that Harry is a Horcrux, and I don't think he would know that he's interacting with one, um, which I think is why it's weird that like you don't get any of this in the books. None of that information is available in the books, right? But in the movie, when Harry and Voldemort interact, they're all like, oh, it's because Harry's a Horcrux. That's why it's like painful for them to be around each other and blah, blah, blah. Like, but that's not book related. It's not yeah. backed by facts from the novels. It's just people throwing their theories out there and everyone accepting it as canon, which is not the fact. <laughs> yeah. You can accept stuff as canon if you want to. That's totally fine. But that doesn't mean that it is how it is because Joe did not write that. So it's not book canon. It might be fandom canon, but it is not book canon. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't think he knows. I, yeah, I think obviously, like, obviously the further we get into the series, the more we will find out about mm-hmm. the Horcruxes and, like, may, maybe how they work and yeah. if the uh, person who created them can feel them. Yeah. But right now, we know nothing. We no, got nothing. We know nothing. And we will be ta- paying, like, way more attention than we ever did to the Horcruxes, I promise. Yes. Because, I mean, obviously we're very curious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Very interested in all of this weird shit that's happening. Um, so we will be paying a lot of attention to that. So, you know, it'll just take us some time because, you know, it takes us a while to get through the books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're kind of long, you know, it's fine. And they get longer the further we go into them. They so. do. They do. <laughs> Which means yeah. our episodes are going to get longer. Woo. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I still think it's funny that, like, okay, so, you know, if the phoenix feathers are the reason that all of this is happening, I think it's funny that it teleports them away from, like, people into, like, this nice cleared area, I guess. Yeah, that was weird. It didn't teleport them. It, like, lifted them up and just yeah. moved them. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you no. know what I mean. I, yeah. I know what you mean, but yeah, <laughs> it, it does lift them up and move them to, like, a clear area for some bizarre reason. Like, why? <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. And then, like, all the Death Eaters are, like, running to them, like, oh, no, they moved. Yeah, but they can't get in because there's that golden dome. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're yeah. trapped in a, a webbed cage. Yes. As, is how it's yeah. described. And I was like a webbed cage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, how does that even work, right? I don't either. Yeah. I don't know. But then they hear a Phoenix song, right? And it's yes. like, okay, so this has to be influenced by Fox. But yeah. why and how and what's the reasoning? Like, I just don't understand any of it. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Makes no I sense. Do not know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I also just am so confused how Voldy managed to get his own original wand back, though. 
Like, just how? Yeah, I, I still want no to No one know, else yeah. had that. The ministry didn't have that. Like, it was just lost in the rubble. So then eventually Wormtail was able to grab it and keep it for all these years and give it to Voldemort when he came back. Like, I what guess, are the odds of yeah. that? I mean, I think that's possible. I think it's possible that, you know, maybe it was Wormtail who did go back to the rubble, find the wand, take it back, whatever. But I just... I, it doesn't seem plausible because you would think that everyone would kind of like stay away from the scene of, you know, Godric's Hollow. You'd think. You would think. Or, and you know, this is me giving Joe another cop out. Did it get taken to the ministry? And in those chats where Ludo was, you know, giving information, did he also provide the wand? I don't think so. I don't think he would have provided the wand. I don't know. I don't think he would have had access to the wand if the ministry had it. Yeah. But because uh, my thought would almost be that like if someone had the wand, for some reason I would think it would be like the Lestranges who had it, but the Lestranges didn't. They're an Azkaban. <laughs> they're an Azkaban. Uh, yeah. And like, I don't think they were. I'm trying to think, when did they go to Azkaban? Was it after Voldemort was um, supposedly killed? It was, know? like, or? right after, because they had been yeah. torturing the, the long The long bottoms, yeah. So, like... You think it was a, left at Godric Hollow? That's, that's what I think might have happened, which is such a, yeah. an oversight on the Ministry's part, because you would probably want to double-check everything and make sure that nothing is left in a muggle yeah. area, right? Isn't it? Like a muggle area? It is, yeah. yeah. It's a a little muggle town. So so we don't want magic stuff left there. They're just going to find some random looking stick that has magical properties and we're going to be okay with that? Yeah. And like, (laughs) yeah, I just, I don't think they would have left the wands there, like any of the wands there, because obviously there would also Mm -hmm. be Lily and James's wands. Yep. But it's like, if the ministry, for whatever reason, somehow didn't take the wands or didn't think to take the wands then like did someone go take Voldemort's wand and if so where did it go where has it been these past 13 years like what's happening I don't know but he has it back now somehow somehow yes I just don't understand how like the I guess the logistics of it all it doesn't make sense I feel like he would have gotten some other wand not his wand back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't make I'm, sense. Like, there's no way he got his wand back. And Your wand and also, doesn't just disappear when you turn into vapor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, there's no way because I'm trying to think like if somehow he put it in storage before this whole thing. There's no way he used a different wand at yeah. that time. Absolutely no way. Because he didn't think that was gonna happen. He thought he was gonna be good. You thought I was just going to kill a baby and then leave. Yeah. So. Um, Ghost said, we know that at least three people visited that place within hours after the murder, Hagrid, Sirius, and Snape. With time, mm-hmm. at least Dumbledore and some orders from the ministry would have been there. If not the former, the latter would have discovered it. So exactly. Where did the wand go then? If all of those people yeah. are like relatively trusted people, you know, I know people don't yeah. like necessarily trust Snape, but. If all of those people are trusted individuals, why would Voldemort all of a sudden have his wand back if they happen to find it? 
that's a lot of people. They probably would have found it at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, if the wand were found that night, out of all those people that were just listed, I feel like maybe Snape would have taken it, but I don't know what he would have done with it. Yeah. Because he's not, like, on Voldemort's side right no. now. Yeah. So where would it have gone? And I I don't, I think after Lily was killed, I don't think he would have stayed on Voldemort's side, like, no. at that moment. So no. he could have taken it and snapped it. For all we know. Yeah, it's true. Honestly, Snape, why didn't you? <laughs> right? I know. In all of your anger, because we know you were upset about Lily's death. Yes, exactly. Why? <laughs> but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. So they're in their little battle, right? You know, yes. enough about the wand. We're never going to figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> nope, they're in never. their little battle. Um, They have that little bead of light that they're fighting over basically they're essentially not tug of warring because they're not trying to pull the the bead to them it is the opposite of tug of war they're trying to shove it at the other person right and somehow mr 14 year old very bad at magic wizard over here sends it into voldemort's wand who is supposedly one of the more powerful wizards i don't understand how this happens but it happens And, you know, it has a reaction. It has a reaction with Voldemort's wand. Things start flying out. (laughs) I think the weirdest thing, because, you know, obviously, if you know the story, if you've watched the movie, it's all people who are dead, right? Yeah. All people who are dead come out of the wand. However, the first thing that comes out of Voldemort's (laughs) wand is the ghost of the hand he had made Wormtail. That's no. not something that's dead. That's something he created. She just wanted a, a connection to the Adams family, you know? You know, she just really wanted Hand yeah. to exist in her books. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it is mentioned, I think, in the next chapter, maybe. Because uh, I, I think when Dumbledore has this conversation with Harry about what happened, it mentions that there was, like, some... Uh, whatever happened, the priori incantatum, like yeah. it regurgitated the uh, the last spells that the wand yep. had used, and I think it's really only the last spells that either resulted in death or resulted in something being made or created. Because okay. how would it regurgitate Crucio, for example? Because he does <laughs> use the Cruciatus curse on Harry. How would it? Re- how would it do that? Yeah, but. On that same vein, they do figure out when people use those curses. So it would show it somehow. Well, I think that's... Because that's when they test other ones to see, like, if they've used that. Because that's how they figure out if people use the unforgivable curses. By using Priori and Contatum and shooting spells at each other and being like, ah, get the beam of light in your I don't know what they use. We don't know. We never actually know because (laughs) Joe just pretends like we should just accept that that happens and never ever question it. (laughs) This is is different than that. That's different. (laughs) This is some weird shit that's happening where the two wands share a core and things are flying out. I don't know. Weird shit that makes no sense, guys. Yes, exactly. Um, it's fine. Wizardly not supposed to make sense. They're not supposed to make sense. Are you sure, Ghost? Are you sure? I would like the story to at least make a little bit of sense. Okay. Same, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It has so many plot holes. I'm not even sure where the the whole start. It's like a chasm at this point. Yeah. Like the Grand fucking Canyon over here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, like, okay, I've said this before. I think I said this in a recent episode. Obviously, people are not reading these books to, like, analyze them super in depth like we are right now. But some things still don't make sense, even if you're just reading them for fun. Yeah. I am am officially 100% understanding why so many people don't like these books when they read them as adults. I get it. Trust. Yeah. I understand. (laughs) I will never question any adult who's like, oh, I've never read Harry Potter. Let me try it. Oh, I don't like it. I do not blame you. The story makes no sense. Okay. Um, I I have a coworker. (laughs) I don't know if I told you this. I feel like I told someone recently. But maybe. (laughs) I I have a coworker who has not read the books. She's never really been interested in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, she's had a bunch of friends over the years who were like, oh, you know, just watch the movies, watch the movies, whatever. And she's always like, you know, I've seen the first movie, not really interested. You know, it's not my yeah. thing. But they keep forcing her to watch the first movie. And she always ends up, like, falling asleep by the end. You know, whatever. Like, she, she's just not interested in the movie. And I'm like, at this point, you need to watch the second movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at this if, they point. Keep, if they keep trying to tell you to watch the first one, tell them, no, I've seen that one, like, 20 times. I'll watch the second one. <laughs> that's really funny. You did not tell me that, though. That's funny. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, that's the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, Man. you know what? I don't... I don't judge you for not reading or watching the movies or anything, but like, that's so funny that people keep making you watch that movie. Yeah. Okay. So ghost has another theory. Let's see. Okay. About how the wand could have been found by Wormtail. After Voldemort disappears, Sirius finds it in the wreckage and takes it without thinking about it. When he tracks down Wormtail, he goes a bit crazy after Wormtail blows up the street and the auras find him with Voldemort's wand, which means more evidence against Sirius. And they, that's why they think he did it. Um, Wormtail, who is still nearby as a rat, steals the wand before it can officially be used as evidence, which is why we would never hear about this. LOL. <laughs> That's a theory. It is a theory. You're very good at giving her cop-outs, Ghost. You're, you're very good at this. You might this be uh, learning from us. rivaling me on these things. Because <laughs> yeah. often I'm the one giving her cop-outs. <laughs> I mean, we're both kind of giving her cop-outs all the time. All the time. <laughs> like, I, like, I ask a lot of questions. Don't get me wrong. I ask a lot of questions. But I also come up with a lot of answers she for does. my questions. And if she can't figure out the answer, I can often try and figure out some kind of answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that is a theory, though. It's an it's idea. It's a theory, yeah. It's an that's idea. An idea. <laughs> that's an idea. Yeah. And if Joe had written it, which, like, I feel like she could have easily written that one out, it wouldn't be as confusing at this yeah. point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. But anyway, yes, these spells start coming out of Voldemort's wand, right? And it's the hand. It's Cedric. And Harry's like, oh, okay. And then it's Bertha. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! It's the 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 groundskeeper. Yeah, the groundskeeper. And then it's Bertha, which we never see Bertha ever. Okay, she does no. not happen in the movie. Um, and then it's Harry's parents. So that's that's mm-hmm. what six things that have come out of this wand now. <laughs> yeah, you know what's really interesting is that uh, is that in the movie, you know, Cedric appears. Obviously, Harry's parents appear. Cool. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't the old man appear? The groundskeeper. In the movie? I don't know. Yeah. Because they didn't let Bertha appear, so why would they let him appear? Well, Bertha wasn't in the movie, but the old man was in the movie. <laughs> That's true. He was. So why didn't but. he show up? <laughs> I, I think the funniest thing, though, is that in the book... Wait, when... no, I think he does appear. 
Does he? I think he does, Colleen. I don't remember him appearing. I'm I'm pretty sure he does. But we'll okay. find out when we we'll watch it out. in like we'll two find weeks. Out. I don't remember him appearing. Maybe he does. Uh, but I think the funniest thing is that, you know, the old man shows up in the book and he yeah. says he was a real wizard then. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How did you know he was a wizard? I don't, maybe I'm forgetting what happened in the first chapter, but I don't remember them knowing like, hey, you know, like uh, there's a wizard related to whoever here. Or maybe it's the conversation that the uh, groundskeeper overheard in the first chapter before he was killed. I don't know. He just got murdered. I don't know. He just, I, I, I don't know. It's just the fact that he pops out and is like, oh, he was a real wizard then. All right, cool. It's like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I also question, because this whole, this whole thing is weird. I also question how Bertha Jorkins just obviously knew that it was Harry who was there. It was like, oh, hey, Harry Potter. And I'm like, how did you know it's him? Yeah. You've never seen him. Maybe you become all knowing when you're dead and you just get to watch everything like a movie. That's what I'm wondering because we also, but like, you know, before, uh, before, cause basically, you know, all these people and hands and whatever pop out of the wand. Um, and then they're, you know, talking to Harry like, Oh, Hey, like we'll give you some time, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. This is going to happen. You run. Yeah. But they also know that the cup is a port key and will take them back to Hogwarts. How do they know that? Yeah. No. No, no explanation here. I'm None. not giving that to Joe. She doesn't get it. None. How does the, the port, port key, key work? makes no sense. It doesn't because how how is it a port key from the maze to the graveyard and then a port key from the graveyard to the maze basically no. yeah. without anyone like re-enchanting it? Nope. Mm-mm. It makes no sense. Cuz that's not no how sense. port keys work or nope. at least that's not what we understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not <laughs> what we understand, so that's not how it works. But yeah, you know, they all show up. Lily's like, oh my gosh, Harry, you know, she doesn't really say anything, probably She's just like, oh, I love you, my little little boy. And then James <laughs> is like, hey, guess what? Um, We're gonna try and protect you, so we're gonna, like, cause a commotion when we all leave. And I was like, mm-hmm. how do you even know what's going to happen? This hasn't happened yes. to you before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but sure, go ahead and cause your commotion that you assume you're not gonna just vaporize. Sure. Yeah. And he's like, go go to the the port key and and grab it and leave. And then Cedric is like, oh, but Harry, like before you do that, can you like make sure that you take my body back with you? Take my body back to my fa- my parents. He says, take my body back to my parents. But I wrote the quote where he's like, take my body <laughs> yeah. back. Take my body back to my father. <laughs> yep. yep. Always have to go with the movie quote. Always, always, always. always. <laughs> and yeah. so, sure, cool. Harry's like, all right, got to grab the body, got to grab the cup. You know, I got to get out of here. And apparently this isn't going to last much longer because I'm being warned that it's over now, like, essentially. Like, the the little, like, thingy. Because that, that they're what? literally going to, like, go and, like, ambush Voldemort, apparently. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you, what? (laughs) Yeah, because they're like, okay, we're about to do this. So, well, I mean, Harry has to break it off first. So, yeah, but he's like, get ready. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, get ready. Like, break it off and then run. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, that happens, right? Harry breaks it off. They supposedly do something to Voldemort. I don't know. But Harry now has to run. Yeah. 
run to the port key, which like you got transported somewhere in the graveyard. How do you even know where the port key is now? How do you know where Cedric's body is now? Like, yeah. Okay. Good luck. Hope yeah, make I, it. I mean, maybe because I know, like in the movie, I think the port key kind of glows a little bit, or the cup. Yeah. I'm sorry. So maybe it glows a tiny bit in the book, but I doubt it. Yeah. Doubt it. We'll see. Um, actually, we won't. We won't. We see. have no knowledge of this, and it will <laughs> never ever change. Yeah. But sure. So it it breaks off. He starts running. Right. The Dementors are, er, Dementors. (laughs) (laughs) The Death Eaters are like, ah, he's leaving, you know? And Voldemort's like, don't touch him, he's mine! And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, buddy. Like, I'm sure any one of them could kill him right now and you would, you know, not have to worry about Harry ever again after this, probably, right? You know, but I guess not. He's just yours. All right. So, of course, Voldy's going to be selfish about this. Harry throws impedimenta behind him and doesn't even look to see if it hits anyone, but he thinks it did. Okay, cool. Love that for him. Why would you? Why would you? (laughs) I... But what if he didn't even shoot it at someone? Like he didn't even look. Oh well, I think <laughs> he, he I think he heard that someone spell. got hit with it. Okay, I want to say he heard that someone got hit. He, he just didn't look, look who it was. <laughs> yeah, but I think so. he does that. He dives for the port key, and we're gonna assume he touches Cedric's body because Cedric's body also goes back with him. Oh no, he definitely did. So, because I don't he... think it's like made a comment about. No, it said... Oh, it is? Yeah, no, 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 because Harry's hand had closed on Cedric's wrst one tombstone stood between him and Voldemort, blah, blah, blah. And then Accio, he summons the port key. Yeah, because he was trying to figure out how to get the port key to him, because he was like, Cedric is here, and okay. He was like, I can't carry Cedric (laughs) to the port key. (laughs) Yeah. So... At least he knows how to use Accio still, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So he, he gets it, he grabs it, awesome. That's it. I think... The weirdest thing, uh, where is this? Oh, I guess it was right before Harry said Accio. But uh, it said, it's, there's just a line, there's just a sentence at, towards the end of this chapter that says, Voldemort's red eyes flamed in the darkness. And I'm like, I'm sorry, were they glowing? I didn't know Voldemort's <laughs> eyes glowed. Maybe they're like the reflective marbles because they've been described as cat's eyes, essentially. Maybe. You might be right on that. <laughs> so they're glowing in the way they're that cat's glowing. eyes glow. <laughs> yeah. That's it. He has cat eyes, a snake-like face, and spiders for hands. And he's made out of snake and unicorns. So he's like a weird <laughs> yeah. concoction. He's, no, no, no. It's, it's snake venom, unicorn blood, some third sub- substance that yeah. we don't remember and we don't care yeah. about. Wormtail's hand is some muggle there. bones. The muggle bones, <laughs> just the dust of the bones, and then some of Harry's blood. Yeah, yeah. That's you it. Know. It's a really good concoction. Apparently, it works to create a person. <laughs> it works wonders. You know, if you ever need to recreate someone, just do that. Just follow those steps. <laughs> Simple. Simple. Also, a cauldron of whatever was inside the cauldron. Yeah, I had no idea what was in there. <laughs> magic <laughs> yep <laughs> okay but that is chapter 34 <laughs> we're on to the third chapter of this episode the last chapter of this episode chapter 35 veritaserum 
you know, there's lots of voices around them because all of a sudden they appear in the crowd, <laughs> essentially. I This was confusing to yes. me. Yes. Let's go, Colleen. Explain. Because <laughs> I believe Harry and Cedric appear at the edge of the maze. Okay, obviously. Great. Perfect. We love it. But I don't know because it's never explained if, um, if you know, like, when Harry and Cedric disappear, if everyone knows that they've disappeared or if they're literally just waiting for someone to appear at the edge of the maze to be like, oh, you won. Yay. Congrats. Like there, there's no explanation there on if people were worried about where they were or if it's just they show up and they're suddenly like, oh, my God. Yay. They're back. Oh, shit. What happened? Like, yeah. I don't know, because, so, the thing that made me think maybe they knew he was missing is Dumbledore is like, ah, you know, and I I feel like he was acting pretty, like, worried. Yeah. You know, like, immediately, which means I think he was worried before, which means I think that maybe he knew they were missing. So then I was like, I do wonder if, like, they noticed that he was missing. But who knows, because we have no clue. Yeah. We have no, no one says anything about it. No one mentions if they were missing for like 10, 15 minutes, you know? Nope. Nothing. Yeah. You got nothing. Nada. Zero, zip, zilch, all of that. Yeah. I don't know if, like, here's the other part of my comment, though, is that I don't know how people got to them very quickly because this is, you know, in the Quidditch field. Yeah. So the crowd, the actual crowd is like up in the stands, very yep. high up. You know, they would have to like run down the stairs to go get him or go yep. greet him. Um, but it could also be that they already knew that these two were missing. And so they're yeah. like, all right, well, where are they? They're supposed to appear here. So let's wait yeah. here. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> you think they were just sitting and waiting, ghost? Well, it's possible. It's entirely possible. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do I think know. it's entertaining though because you know this all happens. Dumbledore's like, all right, you know, we're we're here. Harry's here. Cedric's body is here. Unfortunately, you know, whatever. Moody goes, hey, come with me, Harry, and takes him away. And you get the clunk, clunk, clunk of Moody taking Harry away from everyone else. Yeah, because uh, because Dumbledore was originally going to take Harry away, but it was yeah. like, oh no, Dumbledore, you're needed. You know, wherever. Uh, to talk to the diggeries, I think. And so it's like, okay, Harry, wait here. And then Moody's like, nah, come with yeah. me. Even though Harry's yeah. like, oh, Dumbledore told me to wait. It's like, no, don't do that. But he's like, I got this. And Harry's like, well, I trust you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, yeah. yeah, so they're like wandering back to Moody's office. Yes. And I think they're they're having a conversation along the way where are. Moody's like, hey, like what happened? Blah, 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 whatever. There was a difference here between the book and the movie, because I remember very specifically in the movie, uh, you know, Moody asks about the graveyard and Harry's yep. like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wait, I didn't mention a graveyard. Yep. In the book, Harry does mention the graveyard. Yeah, he does. And it's funny because in the movie, that instant makes Harry kind of suspicious of Moody. But Harry's not mm-hmm. suspicious of Moody, like, really at all right now. 
he's not Harry is also like in a daze basically yeah. not necessarily a daze but he's in shock yeah he's, That's he's what like it is. very he, trusting and is like okay and you know moody yeah. gives him something to drink and he does and it's a like a peppery taste yeah it's like the pepper up potion or something yeah we, we don't get a uh we don't get a name for it but i think nope. that's what it is i think you're probably right and so i was like okay weird like I, at first, I thought maybe he had given him some veritaserum so that he would tell him the thought, truth of yeah. what happened in the graveyard. And I was like, oh, is I this where we find out what happened? Thought. Yes. <laughs> but I guess I, I not. Think, I think the fact that we know what veritaserum is and the fact that the chapter title is veritaserum, it's like, did he just give him veritaserum? Right? That's interesting. Like, did he give him a little bit of it so that he could get <laughs> some facts? <laughs> like, yeah, what? exactly. I know. I wouldn't put it past Barty Crouch. I really yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he could get his hands on some. Sure. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. But I think it's interesting while Moody is talking with Harry about uh, Voldemort and the events that happened, he, you know, he refers to Voldemort as the Dark Lord at first. Yep. And then he says Voldemort's name once. Yep. And then he goes back to referring him to the Dark Lord. And I'm like, why did you say it once? Because I feel like it's joe yeah <laughs> and i feel like he would only call him like the dark lord yeah. because he's part of he's a death eater he he's part of the, the cult. like most loyal follower so exactly i know yeah. it's funny that he counts as the most loyal one when bellatrix exists right yeah i know i'm like what about like, bellatrix okay? we're just gonna like not talk about bellatrix right she is the most loyal servant are you oh, kidding yes. me? <laughs> yeah. But exactly. sure. Yeah, we can talk about the little teenager that you got thrown into Azkaban and then hasn't done anything since. Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about yeah. him as the most loyal. Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can understand why he's kinda like, oh, this is my most loyal servant, because he's been helping out the entire year. Maybe. But, but Bellatrix <laughs> has done so much shit for you, no questions asked. I know. Voldemort <laughs> only cares about the now. Yeah, you're for right. For the most right. part. So but she's in Azkaban. He's... She can't help I know, it. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. She would she's be like... here right now if she could. If she I could, yeah. I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just, fine. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's ridiculous. I do think it's funny, though. He has Harry, like, sit down. You know, Harry tries to get up. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he, like, keeps him sitting like forces him to stay sitting and i was like i feel like that would be kind of aggressive i don't think i would feel comfortable in that instance if i was trying to get up around a teacher that i felt comfortable around and all of a sudden i'm not allowed to get up like what i mean (laughs) because it's not he didn't give him a reason of like oh no 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 like you need to rest you need to like cool off you're like kind of in shock or anything like that he didn't Mm -hmm. say anything like that he just was like no you're not getting up okay so that's why I was like, I don't know about that. I think Dumbledore yeah, probably would have been like, you need to chill out a little bit. It'll be okay. Yeah, but he's <laughs> such a different character to Dumbledore. That's or at true. least Barty Crouch is. You know? <laughs> Barty Crouch is aggressive. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you have to remember, this is the guy who gave a lesson on the three unforgivable curses yes. and demonstrated each of them. Yes, yes, he did do that. That's true. So... That is very true. Yeah. But yeah, so Harry starts like 
because he was trying to get up to go talk to Dumbledore because he forgot to tell Dumbledore about um, all of the Death Eaters and everything in like the graveyard and all of that stuff. Like he forgot and he was like, oh my gosh, but like Karkaroff, like where's Karkaroff and stuff? And Moody's like, oh, Karkaroff left. Like he ran away. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so then Harry's like, but then who's who's the Death Eater that's here? Because someone's here. Someone's here at Hogwarts and I forgot to tell Dumbledore. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I'm, you're in the room with him, Harry. <laughs> like, yep, you're there. <laughs> you found him. <laughs> yep. You really did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And th- that is when Moody starts doing his Scooby-Doo spiel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, this whole year it's been me. I've been working for Voldemort. I've been doing all these things to make sure that you got into the Triwizard Tournament and that you won and everything. That's why I wanted to help you with everything. That's why I did all of these hints. That's why I made it so that the maze was easier for you. <laughs> I have to point out my favorite quote from Moody in this whole instance of him get, like you know doing his Scooby-Doo spiel. He says... But I also had to contend with your stupidity. And I was yes. like, you got that, right? Yes. He is quite stupid. It is yeah. very true. And with the, uh, he mentions with the golden egg, he expected Harry to ask everyone and ev- uh, like everyone and anyone he could for help. And I was like, have you met Harry Potter? I'm like, no. He keeps to his people. He keeps to Ron and Hermione. He doesn't really ask anyone else for help. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, that goes with my comment where I was like, Moody is like, you're so dumb because I legit tried so hard to plant everything for you to succeed. Yes, exactly. Like you said, have you met him? Do you know Harry? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And Goblet of Fire drives you crazy about all these plot holes. What's your question, Ghost? I want to Yeah, what's the question? We'll see if we can answer it in some way. We might not be able to, but we can at least try. I love that you're appreciating these plot holes with us, though, Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't think about them. <laughs> There's so many. There's just so many plot holes. There's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of plot holes right, here. Let's see. Voldemort didn't show up to Crouch's house until after the World Cup, and it was only then that the plan to place Barty Jr. at Hogwarts was hatched and preparations were made. World Cup was only approximately two weeks prior to the start of the school term. Polyjuice Potion needs to stew for three to four weeks. How did Barty and Wormtail get to brew Polyjuice Potion in time to impersonate Moody? You know what? That can be covered in our explanation of Joe cannot do math. Yes. (laughs) She does not know how to do math. She doesn't know how to do math. She also doesn't remember details from nope, previous books. She does not. <laughs> so, so maybe she go. thought it could have been brewed in like two weeks when now, it actually takes a month. Or maybe they stole Polyjuice <laughs> Potion from someone. I don't know. Who would have that? I don't know. Why would you have that on hand? Oh, I'm just going to casually keep a stock of Polyjuice Potion in my fridge for a rainy day when I need to impersonate someone. Just when I'm bored, you know, I like to take some hair from someone and just whatever. 
Yeah, in the movies, it takes them minutes. It's true, but that's because it's spread out over time. Like, we're watching them over time go back to the bathroom. It's just, it does look like it takes a short amount of time because Mm -hmm. that's how the movie shows it. I mean, you're right. You can't have a movie going for three to four weeks, you know? (laughs) Embarrassed. (laughs) We can't just be sitting there watching the polyjuice brew. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. but yeah, so that that's that's our explanation. Joe cannot do math. She's really bad at it, actually. I'm not gonna lie. She's really bad <laughs> she, at it. She doesn't know how years work. She doesn't know how dates work. She doesn't know how her spells work. She didn't keep a log of those as she was writing them out. So you know, mm-hmm. stupefy singes things apparently, but it's not supposed to. Um, Expelliarmus does, does all everything. of the things. It does everything. <laughs> it's the all powerful spell that does everything, even blocks Avada Kedavra, which like what yeah (laughs) Um, not blockable guys not blockable at all and then you know she's just plot holes she's very good at descriptions though kind of yes sometimes sometimes Sometimes. (laughs) most of the time not though yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe she's just not i mean i mean i've said this before she's not a good writer She's not a good writer, but she's a great story builder. Yes. You know. <laughs> the story building is wonderful. She's Everything wonderful else that. she struggles <laughs> with. And I I genuinely, I've said this many times before, I am not surprised she got rejected as many times as she did. People yeah. saw the problems with her story and they were like, yeah, we're going to pass. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. have to work on that with you. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> We would have to edit this a lot. <laughs> and even with Yikes. the editing, there's still problems in the books. So, <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> there's still editing mistakes in there. It's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's our explanation, Ghost. I hope that works for you. If you have any other questions, feel free to chat them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're here. We're, we're here and, and ready and available all afternoon. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> Oh, man. But I thought it was interesting that Moody made the maze easier for Harry. Because I genuinely had thought that he was only stopping the other champions. Like, I thought that was all he was doing. But he got rid of obstacles, too. Well, see, I figured he got rid of obstacles. I wasn't sure if Moody was, like, in the maze. Because for some reason, I thought he was, like, outside of the maze. Like, patrolling the outside. Because I think that's what they're what like McGonagall and Hagrid and whoever were doing. But I guess Moody was inside the maze with like mm-hmm. an invisibility quote cloak, quote unquote. Yeah. Like what? You'd think that he would have gotten rid of the Sphinx because that's a life or death situation. <laughs> that is true. That's true. <laughs> like why did he let Harry deal with a Sphinx? <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know. Why did Why you did... let him deal with a blast-ended scroot? That's also a life or death situation. Why did he let Harry deal with the spider when he came across Cedric? That too. Why did he let him deal with anything? Why didn't he just make the maze real easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl? <laughs> you know, Harry comes across Cedric. Cedric's like, oh yeah, I just deal- dealt with the blast and the screw. Harry gets to the cup like, I don't know why they were complaining. Right? About, you know, so I hard. never I- saw any creatures. I just walked. <laughs> I just walked through. It was great. It was You know, so I was upside casual. down for a minute. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah, he was like, the mist was probably my hardest obstacle, but I just had to take a step. <laughs> yeah, I just had to take a step and everything was, you know, perfectly fine. We were good at that point. 
I felt like I was gonna fall off the world. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, you know, just like hoping that even if I lifted my foot, I would still be here. Uh, but oh it's like gosh. so silly. Yeah, crazy. like I, I obviously Moody couldn't get rid of everything. He couldn't get rid of all of the obstacles. Yeah, for various reasons, of course. But I don't know how Moody knew where Harry was going to go and therefore got rid of obstacles. I also don't know how he decided which obstacles to get rid of. That too, yeah. <laughs> like, were there worse things than a blast-ended screw and a sphinx? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Maybe. what else was in there? I mean, yeah, right? he did have to deal with that Boggart, too. But oh, not that that, that really uh, matters. The... Eh, Boggarts are fine. Yeah, they're whatever. He they're That's whatever. child's play, you know? Exactly, yeah. 13-year-olds can handle that stuff. <laughs> and luckily Harry is 14. He is 14. He's a lot older and wiser, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> With his expelliarmus usage. <laughs> yeah. I I did think it was interesting cuz while he's doing all of this stuff, like his little spiel of everything, you know, um I think it's entertaining because he's like it's fine, you know, you somehow made it back and Voldemort didn't kill you, but I'm going to kill you. And I was like, um you know he's not gonna want you to kill him, right? Like, I hope you realize he will be very angry with you if you do kill him. Right? I know. I'm like, where is he getting this idea <laughs> like that he's gonna kill Harry Potter and then Voldemort will like reward yeah. him? I was like, he's not gonna praise you for that. He'll probably kill you for that. Like, yeah. I, I literally like. Okay, so I quoted this. I quoted this. Barty Crouch Jr. says. Imagine how he will reward me when he finds I have done it for him. And in my notes, I said, he will reward you with death. Precisely. That's what's going to happen. You will be rewarded <laughs> with death. <laughs> yep, you will die. <laughs> because that's not going to happen. Um, and, you know, of course, he continues, like, confessing all of the things he's done, like how he killed his dad and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, I, I just was like, man, dude, you're really telling a lot to a 14-year-old that you think you're actually going to be able to kill, but you literally took him away from Dumbledore? Yeah. When Harry literally told you that Dumbledore told him to wait? Like, Dumbledore is going to notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, of course, right as this happens, Dumbledore and McGonagall show up and blast down the door and, like, stupefy him or whatever it is uh, they do to him. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Because from what I understand, Stupefy went through the door and then reached Moody. And I don't know if that's how that would work. I don't know if that's how it would work either. But I also have no clue why they were doing it blind. Because it's not like you can see through the door. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, that's true. So what true. if it hit Harry? <laughs> exactly. Just like, oh, sorry, Harry. <laughs> Let me just send your hair real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i don't understand that but whatever yeah. yeah but anyway dumbledore looks murderous and harry's like oh shit <laughs> you know okay <laughs> dumbledore is angry <laughs> yep for once and you know it wasn't moody dumbledore's like it's fine i realized the second that he took you away that that for sure wasn't moody and that there was like something else because real moody would never take you away from me after something yeah. like this and i was like oh okay good that you know your friend because you guys sat together at those 
court cases <laughs> so <Yeah>. many times. <laughs> Your court bestie, I guess. Your court bestie. <laughs> but yeah, so they check on Harry, all that stuff. They grab like the keys to like the trunk and the- how do they even know that they need to open the trunk? That's a great question. I didn't even think they about that. They just decided <laughs> to open it. They were like, oh, no, he's bad. We're going to go open this trunk over here because for sure we're going to find what we need in here. What? Yeah. So they take the keys. They open each level. All right, cool. They keep finding stuff. All right, cool. They finally open the last level and Moody is down there. Real Moody is down there. And he looks like, you know, relatively starved and whatever. But he had to stay alive. They're experienced yeah. wizards. You think that's why ghost and they're very smart. <laughs> Are they not? But like who would think that they need to go look in this locked trunk? Everyone has a yeah. locked trunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so so talking about the real Moody being in the trunk. Yeah. In the movie it seems like he's, you know, several feet down there, you know. Yes. But in the book it's just kind of like, oh, just kind of like hop in there. Like he's you know, maybe a couple feet down there, yeah. but not a lot. Like, maybe six feet, you know? Yeah, because Dumbledore does hop in there to check on Moody. And, like, yeah. I thought that was so crazy because, like, first of all, obviously, like, the, the real Mad-Eye Moody, that's really sad that he was, like, stuck in there. Like, who would want to live in a box, right? Exactly. Second yeah. of all, he lived in there all year because we're at, what, June now? And yeah. this started in September. So... That's a long time to be stuck in a box, okay? Yeah. Third, it really isn't as deep as it sounds like it is in the movie, which is crazy because when you, you watch the movie and he's like a tiny little person at the bottom of this deep, like, like two or three stories at least, I would say. Yeah. Like, and how do you even get down there? Like... You don't. <laughs> There's no like stairs or ladder or anything in the There's movie not, from what I remember. Yeah. So how do you get down there? How is he getting hair from this guy? Right? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, Barty Crouch is crazy. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing too, in the book specifically, uh this is just a, a tiny comment that like there there's no importance to this comment that I'm about to make. But, you know, when Harry gets into this room that Barty Crouch led him into, you know, makes Harry sit down, Harry's sitting down, telling him about whatever, blah, blah, blah. The Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Snape come in, whatever. Barty Crouch is unconscious. Dumbledore opens trunks. sees uh, Moody down there. It makes it seem like Harry got up at some point and can now also see Moody, but it's never said that Harry got yeah. up. So I was just like, is the trunk right next to Harry? Is he's just like peering over like, oh, yeah, there's Moody. <laughs> like, what? What happened? Like, no. Like, my comment, there's no importance to my comment. I was just like, this is stupid. It is stupid. Um, And you're (laughs) right, Ghost. He was under the Imperious Curse. That's not, that wasn't my question, though. I know how he was getting the hair. The thing Mm -hmm. is, if we're going by movie deep of this trunk, that's why I was like, how is he getting the hair? Because literally, he can't reach him. There's no way. To reach Moody at the bottom of that trunk. Yeah. We're talking movie deep. (laughs) Which is why I was asking that question. Yep. (laughs) Because it doesn't make sense. Yes, he was under the Imperius Curse. Yes, he was just going to freely give the hair. Sure. Cool. How is Moody not fighting the curse? Is my question. Isn't he an Orber? Like, one of the best? Yeah. Wouldn't he know how to fight that? Or want to fight it? 
Yeah, because I, I think it is mentioned that, like, Aurors, like, undergo, like, some sort of training to fight off the Imperious Curse, or at least know what it feels like if they're ever in that situation. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, God, you would think that Aurors would learn to at least try to fight the Imperious Curse, but maybe some wizards aren't strong enough to do that. Or... Maybe he just ended up getting, like, weaker and weaker as he tried to fight it off, so then he couldn't fight it off anymore. Yeah, I would say, obviously, you know, after a month or two, or maybe yeah. a few months, I don't know. Like, obviously, uh, Mad-Eye Moody is not strong enough to fight it off, but I don't know. At the beginning, you would think that he would be. He would be strong enough for that. Crazy. I know. But Dumbledore's like, yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I have my suspicions of who this is. He's like, we're going to assume that, like, he got a little too excited and probably didn't take his Polyjuice Potion like he should have been tonight. So hopefully he'll change into who he is soon and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Dumbledore's just like, let's go. We're going to find out who he is and what he was doing. And we're going to talk to him about it. And, you know, they find out it's Barty Crouch. And they bring Winky in. Like, why does Winky even end up there? I don't remember exactly like, uh, why. I can look. Let like, me, they, they just see. were like, ah, yes, let's torture Winky and have her interact with yeah. her past boss, essentially. <laughs> like, why why does Winky have to be there? Um, well, because Dumbledore earlier did send... Yeah, because he... Uh... Because Dumbledore earlier, before he unlocks the trunk, I believe, he sends Snape to, uh, you know, like, get the Veritaserum um, and ask him to bring up Winky. And then mm-hmm. he sends Minerva to go find a large black dog sitting in the pumpkin yep. patch. Yep. And take That's him right. to his office. <laughs> of course, McGonagall knows who that is, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Winky's there... But, like, why did she need to be there? <laughs> I don't know. Because the entire time, Winky's just like, oh, Master, say no more. Say yeah. no more. Yeah. Like, why it's does like, she need to be why there? Why is she? <laughs> so, anyway. Maybe just to, I don't know. Because, like, obviously, they make Barty Crouch take the Veritas Serum. So, obviously, he will be telling the truth whenever he does tell yeah. the story about yeah. whatever happened to him and everything. Uh, maybe... Winky's there to make doubly sure that this is all correct. I don't know. I it's no either idea. that or they're trying to traumatize her. <laughs> yes. Notice that Dumbledore asked for Pro- Professor Snape to go and retrieve Winky prior to Imposter Moody transforming back into Barty Crouch. Yes. So Dumbledore already knew it was Barty Crouch. But why does it matter that he's asking Snape to go get Winky? Why, why Why? do we need to notice that? <laughs> Ghost, Ghost might just be saying notice that he asked him to go get Winky. And so Ghost might be pointing out that it's Winky that he's been sent um, to go get. So the emphasis is on Winky and uh, not Snape. Oh, okay. Okay. I could so see it's, that. So it's just like before Barty Crouch has turned into Barty Crouch. It's just like Dumbledore figured it out already. Yeah. That makes sense. That's it. That does make a lot of sense, actually. Okay. 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 Cool. We're on the same page. Cool. (laughs) But anyway, so Winky shows up, right? And my first comment about Winky being there is that I thought she didn't like evil wizards, but she's very happy to see him. 
Yeah, it's weird. Like, girl, you're sitting here talking shit about Ludo Bagman and all these other people that you think are bad, but you like the Crouches? I think the reason for her liking the Crouches, and like specifically Barty Crouch Jr., is because like her family of house elves grew up serving the Crouch family. And so I would assume that Winky probably saw Barty Crouch Jr. grow up. So maybe she has like, it's just like the, uh, what are the words I'm looking for? I don't know. It's just the fact that, like I, I, I she's like she, used to him, and like she's knows used to him. him. Or she probably thinks he's just misguided, mm. you know that kind of stuff. That's my assumption. Mm. No, <laughs> just no, flat out no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> but then you know they have him take the veritaserum. All right, wonderful. He starts telling everything. He mm. talks about how he got out of Azkaban. Um, and that's exactly the story that I remembered. So I'm glad I said that all correctly. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> yeah. um, when I was listening to it, I was like, yes, I got it right. Okay. But here's my question. How did his mom continue to get Polyjuice Potion while she was in Azkaban? Uh, yeah, my assumption is that she died very quickly in Azkaban. Like, did um, they poison her as well as have her drink Polyjuice Potion? I don't know, maybe. My my question, though, is that Barty Crouch Jr. mentions that she was buried under my name and bearing my appearance. So how soon after her death was she buried? Within an hour? Because Polyjuice Potion only lasts an hour. It better be within an hour. So She won't be her, her son uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, otherwise, if someone dies under Polyjuice Potion, do they just stay that person forever as in death, you know? That's a good question. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know either. Ghost has a theory. Oh, a theory. Not about right. not about the polydisposition thing. He oh, wrote, okay, that's fine. Um, my theory is it's possible that when Mr. Crouch made his way out of the Forbidden Forest, raving and ranting about his son and a mistake that he had made, Dumbledore began to suspect that Barty Crouch Jr. had something to do with all of this. Perhaps at this point he began trying to establish who the imposter was, but never had any reason to suspect Moody until there. There's no other reason that Dumbledore would know Winky needed to be involved other than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. you wouldn't you wouldn't think that they would stay the person that they were polyjuiced as, or you wouldn't think that they would change back into who they were before Ghost. Which one is that in reference to? <laughs> yeah, which one? <laughs> Because I I could go either way on that. You think they polyjuice would you would think it would still wear off? Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm kind think. of thinking. I'm leaning yeah. more towards that one, which I think is weird if she dies and people think that the son died. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, don't know. I mean aren't the Dementors blind or am I crazy? Um I feel like somewhere in these last few chapters, they mentioned that the Dementors are blind. Everyone casts Revelio or however you spell it. They're just walking around Hogwarts <laughs> casting Revelio. Yep. yep that's All right, it. Hogwarts Legacy, let's go. <laughs> it's the spell of the game. That's the spell of the game, yeah. Man, I don't know. I. Mm. 
Okay, but my other question too then, if the polyjuice potion wears off, right? Whatever, fine. But so he, his wife disguised as his son died. Cool. So everyone knows his son died. How do they know yeah. that his wife died? Do they have a funeral for her or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you know, son dies or, you know, quote unquote, son dies. I also just looked it up. Dementors are technically blind. So I, yeah. I, I also just don't think the Dementors care who dies. So I don't it, think so either. Wouldn't they be able to feel like the differences in people as well too? Yeah, but I still don't think they care. I think okay. they're just like, yeah, they're dead. Whatever. Okay. Uh, and this is assuming that only Dementors work at Azkaban, you know? <laughs> I think it is only Dementors. <laughs> I think it is. So, you know, they're also like digging the graves or whatever. But uh, where were we going with this? Oh, a Dementor oh, oh. digging a grave? I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to, to uh, draw that <laughs> just because. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so... The the son dies, quote unquote, and then they hold a fake uh, funeral for funeral. the mom. They basically they basically say like, oh, you yeah. know, shortly after you know Barty Crouch's wife dies, uh, we're gonna have a closed casket funeral, but really that casket is empty. Ooh. Yeah. So. Sirius saw the Dementors burying her. Ooh. Ah. Did he? I think so. Actually, do we find that out later? I think we might have found that out earlier, actually. I don't think he talked about that because he he never really said anything like that. I feel like he did. I feel like when Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to visit Sirius in Hogsmeade. I wonder if I can find it. Hold on. It's not there. (laughs) Are you sure? sure? I'm pretty sure it's not there. I'm pretty sure it's not there, but you can go look. (laughs) I'll see if I can. I have to figure out. I don't remember what episode that was or which chapter, but like, cause in that moment, like he talked about how Barty Crouch got brought into the prison and how they got to see him at the end. Like they got like those final possibilities or whatever, but he didn't really say anything else about that. I feel like we would have made a note and talked about it if he had seen her being buried there. True. And we would have already known for sure that I was confirmed on my story. Hold on. When the heck was this? Um, they go to Hogsmeade. When did they go to Hogsmeade? Girl, I oh wait, know. is it Padfoot Returns? Maybe that's when it is. Yes, probably. Probably. Let me see. When he's pretending to be a find. stray dog. Yeah. Um. I don't think they talked about it there. Hold on. Let me look. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling more confident by the second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Sirius says, uh, Crouch never came for his son's body. The Dementors buried him outside the fortress. I watched them do it. So Sirius saw it. Yeah, but he didn't see the wife being buried. Oh no, he didn't see the wife being buried. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. Okay, oh okay. I, I think I think Ghost Ghost says Sirius yeah. saw the Dementors burying Mrs. Crouch. Yeah, Ghost my Talking about them burying just that instance, I guess. And polyjuice potion. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sirius, like technically, Sirius did see them burying Mrs. Crouch. Only she didn't look like Mrs. Crouch. I guess that's true. So <laughs> I'm glad I was right though, because I feel like that would have confirmed my my story that I like mentioned and said that I was pretty sure I was right about. Wasn't yeah. wasn't totally oh, yeah. sure I was right about. 
back then and I would have been totally confirmed on it. But yeah. Okay. Glad glad I was remembering that correctly. Yeah, yeah. you remembered that correctly. <laughs> yes, you are correct on that. But yeah, okay. So anyway, so we get to hear about how Barty Crouch, after all of this, he got taken back to his dad's house. And he had to live his life under an invisibility cloak. He had to stay at the house. If he ever went out, he was under the invisibility cloak. And there was some kind of charm connecting him to Winky. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember what the charm was. I don't either. But there's, like, he does mention that Bertha randomly showed up at the house one time. And, you know, whatever, whatever she needed to do there, who knows. But Winky had gone somewhere else in the house and, like, started talking to Barty Crouch Jr. And that's when Bertha kind of, like, realized he was there. Yeah. And she was like, um. And so then, of course, Barty Crouch comes back and is like, yeah, we can't do that. So he casts an illegal memory charm on her, but it's a little too strong. Fucks her up. And so that's when she starts going, like, crazy and, like, disappearing and stuff yes yes and uh then you know that's that's the charm that voldemort was talking about breaking on her is that memory charm that barty crouch put on her he had to break that and it literally destroyed her yes so good times (laughs) why are we abusing people that was kind of confusing for me because it's like yeah obviously you know bertha it was like destroyed in some way but I don't know if the memory charm actually destroyed her since she was still able to, you know, like tell Voldemort, like, hey, this happened. Like, well, I, Bart- I'm not saying it like destroyed her, destroyed her, but she, I think that's what kind of made her go a little bit crazy because people were oh. talking about her being kind of like off. Right? Well, well, Voldemort killed her like the same day he broke the memory charm. Yeah, so. but that's what I'm talking about. Like when this happened, like oh, yeah, Crouch yeah, yeah. putting the charm oh, on her made her go a little weird. Oh, absolutely. And yes. so people were like, okay, Bertha. And then she just disappears and they're like, okay, Bertha, who cares, you know? And then uh-huh. she dies, obviously. And yeah, so that's, obviously. That's, yeah, that's what I meant. That stuff. Okay. Not not gotcha. that Voldemort made her go crazy and she just disappeared. Like, you know, whatever. No one met her after Voldemort hurt her. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was no, dead. I'm, I'm just saying, I like, I was just saying that Voldemort breaking the memory charm, I don't think specifically destroyed no. her. No. I mean, what had happened, though, is like, it was like unrecoverable, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bertha was yeah. unrecoverable yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Like, yeah. it it wasn't explained very well no. in the book, to but be I, honest. I would argue it was just a combination of Voldemort and Barty Crouch casting, like, really powerful spells on her, or charms, or yes. whatever. And yeah. it was just too much for her brain, probably, to handle. Yeah. Her brain probably just broke, honestly. I mean, like, um, she obviously she was still able to tell Voldemort, yes. like, about Barty Crouch Jr., but yeah, yeah, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm still sitting here, like, why is Winky advocating for Barty Crouch so much, you know, after she knew this yeah. had already happened and stuff? I was like, girl, you're sitting here calling Ludo Bagman a bad man. Like, sure, he's bad. He gambles, whatever. But, like... Your your master that you worked for actively did illegal things. <laughs> and yeah. you don't think he's a bad man? <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I still think it's this thing where, you know, she grew up, like, in the Crouch household, working yeah. for the Crouch household. So she's just, like, 
oh yeah, these are my masters. I, you know, I have to like obey them. I follow their orders, whatever. And I think also because she was taking care of Barty Crouch Jr. for the past like 13 years. Yeah. I think she's just very kind of like protective of him is like, oh my God, no, don't tell them this because if you do, then you're going to get sent to Azkaban or whatever. And so she's like, don't do it. And like his parents worked so hard to get him out of Azkaban. I could see that. Exactly. Yeah. But we get to hear about how um, Barty Crouch used the Imperius curse on his son casually, just all the time. Yeah. Okay. Love that for you. Um, I was like, he really did a lot of illegal things, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You think Winky just had a soft heart for the son? I think you might be right. I think she probably pitied him a little bit. I think Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, because it's mentioned that Winky had mentioned the, you know, the upcoming Quidditch World Cup, like, Mm -hmm. oh, Barney Crouch Jr. loves Quidditch. Like, why not let him, you know, go see it? Yeah, um, she did so, advocate him, advocate for him in that way. That's true. Yeah, and so this is like kind of when we find out also that you know Barty Crouch Jr. did go to the Quidditch World Cup and he yep. did sit up in the top box with Winky. Winky was supposed to be you know saving a seat for Barty Crouch, who was supposed to be there, was supposed to go there, but didn't show up in the top box for whatever reason. Yeah. And at some point while they were up there, Barty Crouch Jr. I think kind of like fought off like whatever, like the Imperius curse, whatever yeah. was on him and managed to uh, steal Harry's wand while they were up yep. there. Cause he was just like, Oh look, a wand in a pocket. Yep. Just take it. Yeah. He did do that. And that's why ultimately when the other death eaters are causing a scene and wreaking havoc, he uh, gets to send up his dark mark and everyone's like fucking freaked out because the other Death Eaters don't know who else is there. They don't, you know, they're like, who the fuck did that? Because we weren't mm-hmm. going to do that. So later on, Dobby helped her work at Hogwarts, but she was so depressed. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. She was very depressed and she missed them and all that. Sure. Yeah. She had lived with them for a long time, but I just, for someone who's so uptight and self-righteous and like oh these wizards are all very bad but she was living with some of the worst i don't trust her opinion yeah winky you have negated anything you have to say (laughs) yep pretty much i'm good i'm real good (laughs) uh (laughs) but Oh, yeah. Okay. So then, you know, because he's still into the Veritaserum, he just explained all of that. Um, He explained, like, how when the the stuff at the, the tournament happened, or the, yeah, the World Cup happened, um, yeah. Winky ended up getting fired because his father came and, like, found him. Whatever. Cool. All right. And he was like, yeah, we're not doing that. So he got rid of Winky. And then um, it was just them two in the house. And so it was, like, a lot easier, I guess, for Barty Crouch Jr. to, like, do his own thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Since he didn't have a babysitter anymore. Which, like, why would you fire your babysitter if your son really needs one? <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, why wouldn't you get a new one? Like, obviously, yeah. I understand why maybe you wouldn't, but... You need one? <laughs> you need one. Uh, your son is not well. <laughs> yeah. But then he and Wormtail, I guess, hatched this plan after he, like, got in contact with him and Voldemort or whatever. 
to go and like attack Moody because Moody was going to be working at Hogwarts and someone needed to be at Hogwarts. And so then Barty Crouch was going to be at Hogwarts. And so they go and attack Moody and they get all set up for someone to come and check on Moody's house because like some alarm got sounded, which we already know about because we heard about that at the beginning. And uh, they shove Moody in the trunk and he's supposed to like take the polyjuice potion like immediately and he turns into Moody and stuff and that's when he meets Arthur um, Weasley and they like you know are like oh you know it's fine like he apparently went ahead and messed up the house and yard on his own because yeah. it wasn't actually a problem he just attacked Moody and then all of a sudden the ministry had to come check on it I guess yeah something like that and so then it's been completely Barty Crouch Jr. for every single interaction we've had all book with Moody. So we don't know real Moody at all. Yep. Because all we've heard about is Barty Crouch Jr. We don't know anything about Moody. We don't know yeah. real Moody. And we get to hear about how he killed his father in the the forest after, you know, he like wandered onto the grounds because he was watching the map. <laughs> Yeah, because he like, did Harry. take the map from Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Harry, you shouldn't have given him that map. But anyway, he yep. was watching the map, and once he saw his dad come onto the grounds, he was like, all right, I'm going to go get him. And so he goes after him, and that's when he stuns Crumb and kills his father, so I was right about that part, too. <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm remembering yeah. these details. <laughs> and then he... This is the part that makes no sense to me. He transfigured his father's body into a single bone and planted it in front of Hagrid's hut. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. I'm like... (laughs) Are you even able to transfigure a whole human body into one bone? I have no idea. I do not know. What kind of transfiguration magic does that take? Is he really good at magic? Is that what I'm supposed to understand here? I guess. I don't know. And, like, here's the thing, too. He's not even using his own wand. He's using Moody's wand, obviously. And, like, I... Even if you're really good at magic, I mean, I guess, but... Like, what? (laughs) I don't... I don't know. I do not know. I have no idea. I just was so confused. I think it's the stupidest thing that he buries him in the garden at Hagrid's hut. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, I can understand why, because, like, the dirt over there had, like, been, like, freshly dug up, like, recently. So he's like, I can just put that in, whatever. Um, And so, like, there's not a random hole out in the forest somewhere that anyone can just come across and be like, oh, it's a bone a good point but you know fang could potentially dig up the garden right yes <laughs> exactly i'm like and I... then we find a bone <laughs> yeah right what <laughs> like what what it doesn't make sense it really doesn't no never has never will nope <laughs> but that's the end of this episode but yeah do you have any other things you need to say about those three chapters not really, no. That was kind of, like, we've gone through everything. I didn't take a whole lot of notes at the end there because it was just a retelling of the story that we've it talked was. about, it like, was. all book. <laughs> so many times. We've talked about it so many fucking times. It was just all confirmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I, that's it. I was like, I I love that, you know, Barney Crouch Jr. is just giving a truth serum and tells yeah. this whole story. Like, 
Yeah. Makes for an easy arrest, assuming they're going to arrest him. Assuming. Yeah. Assuming. <laughs> that doesn't happen hint spoiler alert spoiler alert um but we'll talk about that in the next episode we will we will one more theory about this episode let's go let's go guys all right let's give us the last theory and and then we'll close out this episode take our little break and then get back to it (laughs) i love theories i love them so much (laughs) like i love coming up with them i don't love being like that catalyst to let joe have her cop out yes yeah but i do love like theory crafting and trying to figure out what could make something work yeah okay it's always interesting it is i think voldemort intended to transform into harry and return to hogwarts keeping his return a secret and impersonating harry i think it explains why the port he returned harry and cedric's body to hogwarts it also covers up for people's claim that this plot is convoluted or unrealistic since imposter was that his plan to go back to Hogwarts? I could see that being a plan or the plan, except where's the polyjuice potion? That's true. He didn't have any in the graveyard, did he? Yeah, but that would make sense as to why the cup was a port key again to get back to Hogwarts. Yeah. Moody or Barty Crouch could have simply given Harry a port key at any moment. Voldemort clearly had a well-thought-out plan, and you would have to think that Rowling probably figured that this would be a criticism of the plot. It is perfectly in Voldemort's nature. Honestly, perhaps Voldemort intended to use the portkey to launch an attack on Hogwarts right away, but other moments in the later text seem to contradict that. Huh. Yeah, I... I... I'm not opposed I'm not I, a, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say Joe absolutely thought that up because she. I don't think she did. I don't think she thought that far ahead. Mm-hmm. But that would make sense. I think the thing here, like I, I could see it being a possible, you yeah, know, attack on Hogwarts. Except, you know, first of all, this port key. As soon as you touch it, you immediately are just back at Hogwarts. So yeah. either they all just hold hands and then Voldemort touches the cup, or who knows but it's true because you can't operate into hogwarts so they would have had to like fly there or something exactly but also you know there were only a few people there with voldemort it Mm -hmm. was like not even 20 people including voldemort yeah we were there so if it was going to be an attack that was gonna be the worst time for it to happen because you have all of the students all in one place you have all of the professors all in one place. You yeah. have students and the headmaster for, or headmasters from Bobatons, Bobatons, yeah. whatever, and Durmstrang. And, you know, I I think we talked about this. We assumed that maybe all of the people who are from these other schools are all, you know, seventh years. So they have a lot of learning already under their belts. Yeah, true. So it's like I, like, I could see it potentially being a plan to go and attack Hogwarts, but not the time. Okay, but, Colleen, Uh Ghost has an explanation for that, too. They're stuck in the stands with no brooms, and you just blow that shit up. (laughs) Okay, you're right. You can't disapparate either, Chris. That's a good point. That's a really fucking good point. That is a good point, yeah. (laughs) Damn. I think think the thing, too, though, is depending... Because they would have gone back, I think, at the entrance of the maze, maybe. Yeah. and we don't know how much of the Quidditch field can see where they are there. True. Because as far as we can tell, the hedges, yeah. the maze is grown, like really grown. Yeah. So it's like, I, 
I don't know. I don't know how well they could have done that, but that's definitely definitely a possibility. <laughs> it is. It is. And I kind of like it. I do kind of like it. Yeah. I do I'm, like I'm it. I'm kind of a, a supporter of this. Yeah. That's not yeah. 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 I'm I think that's a good it. one to end it on. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think that's a really good one to end it on. <laughs> well, we'll let everyone stew on that or maybe use the dark mark to summon more. I mean, he already summoned who... He summoned as many as would come. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Lestranges couldn't show up because they're an Azkaban. There's already one at Hogwarts. That's only one additional one. Like, everyone else. They're already there. Like, unless he was going to send someone to go and recruit the death Dementors at Azkaban, and then Mm -hmm. all of them come all together. Yeah, exactly. But... Snape... Snape. I don't. I don't <laughs> Snape hasn't so. proven his loyalty to Voldemort yet because he had to go do yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. And that I, happens I think, later. So I think at this point Snape would have had to go against the Death Eaters yeah. uh, just to be like, oh yeah, no, it's I'm like, still on your side. Yeah, to like, prove like, his cover and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's crazy. That's a good know. idea, though. Yeah. Um, no, that's a great idea. Okay, but. That is it for this one. We're totally open to more theories and stuff. Yes. But we appreciate all of the theories and all of the input. It's been very helpful, honestly, with our discussion and like yeah, literally just everything. Like it's been great. We did want to say um, we are going to be watching the movie um, on the 29th. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Saturday, the 29th. We're watching yes. the movie in our Discord. Um, we will be watching it at 7 p.m. Central Time. Yes. So um, if y'all are interested, you can join our Discord. We'll have the link in our bio. Uh, and then um, we'll have, we have an event set up for it and stuff. So if anyone wants to join yeah. us, absolutely join us because it'll be fun. And we're going to be watching that so that we can take our notes. And this is me... And my way of trying to make sure Colleen doesn't take a million bajillion notes. <laughs> yeah, because she pauses heard the our, movie. Uh, yeah, if you've heard our last three Harry Potter movie episodes, um, I take a shit ton of notes. They all like, end I think, up long. <laughs> yes, I think for the first movie, I had like twenty pages of notes. It's a lot, guys. It's a lot. So this, <laughs> this is. This is not only Karen's way to make my notes shorter, but this is also kind of my way because I know my notes are way too long. So (laughs) yeah, this is this is honestly like our first time watching the movies together for the podcast. And if it works out this time, we'll probably do it for the next ones as well, and then the musicals when it happens. Um, And if people want to pop in and hang out and watch them with us, awesome. We're just gonna be watching the movie and taking our notes. So you know. It'll be great. It'll be a good refresher. And then we'll get into the the conversation for it, I think, the next day. Yes. So, yeah, we'll be doing that. And it'll be really fun. So if you are interested, please join us and watch the movies with us because it would be really fun to have more people watching them with us. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think that's all other than, like, join our Discord. We have a Patreon if you're interested in that. Um we post our notes or we were posting our notes. We need to we actually were. post I, all of our notes. <laughs> I'm really behind on that. I'm it's extremely behind on that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should help you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, we can do that, though. And am I missing anything, Colleen? 
No, I think that's it. Okay, I covered it all. Let's go. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. All right. So, well, then I guess we should keep it magical. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMM Oh My. Be sure to check out our website at bmmohmy.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmohmy. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omy at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.